it is beard talk live beard talk live 
Nobody with us? I'm with you. Awesome. It's good to hear from you, sir. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Uh, I decided to go old school, back to where it all started, episode 13 here of Beard Talk Live. That it is. And Why'd uh, we start with episode 13? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we didn't. It's just the episode we're doing now is 13, and that's... Uh, uh, okay, so we're not back where we started. No, but with the music selection for the intro. Oh, oh, okay. To, groovy, the, groovy. to the episode. Yeah, I went uh, back to uh, what we used to do, which is a song by one of my favorite bands, Psycho Stick, and it's called Obey the Beard. Because that's what we believe in here, obedience. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it is a, a hilarious song. An hilarious song? Aren't you supposed to do an in front of a word that starts with H? Uh, like an historical document? depends on if you pronounce the H. Um, I probably would not. Uh, what was the word? Uh, historical? Well, right. Like an historical document is supposed to be proper English instead of a historical document. Um. Yeah, it's it's hard with H's because you you just look for something that sounds right, and some H words nothing sounds right, and I think historical might be one of them. I think that one's more of a matter of what your accent is, because if you pronounce your words in a British way, like an historical event, makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if you pronounce your words with an American accent, then it's a historical. Event. Well, right, but there's also a word, ahistorical. No one uses that word. Uh, okay, but it is We a keep word. it in the um, back of the closet for a reason. Well, occasionally, ahistorical, counterfactual. Right. So, you know, yeah, it's a... Fancy way of saying bullshit. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I forget, we're on Beard Talk Live, and normally, we, uh, we get it out of the way, right? The shit. Shit. Piss, Piss, fuck, 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 cunt, cunt, motherfucker, motherfucker, and cocksucker, and tits. Yeah, you forgot your cocksucker. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Right. You didn't. Jeez, that's the last thing you want to go on vacation without. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody to nurse on the snotty end of your meat whistle. It is weird that that's an insult for the record, because the world does need more cocksuckers <laughs> and fewer motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. People, I think we're about right well, on tits, though. I I don't know. I mean, if, if nobody's fucking the mothers, they won't be mothers after a while. I mean, they oh, will no, no, be, that's, but their kids will be grown. Oh, no. that's uh, So that's the thing. The reason that became a cuss word, at least I, I'm convinced of my own heretical theory, is that so if you go around fucking married women, well, that's not good. But if you go around fucking married women with children, that is worse. Well, motherfucker I may be, but the mother I fuck ain't related to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But seriously, no one likes a bastard. Mm. I'm a bastard. Yeah, technically. I, was, uh, I mean, well, and, depending on your definition, I yeah. guess. Well, and you've defied the odds by turning out to be a non-figurative bastard. Well, and I don't really know if anybody likes me, so perhaps your statement is still true. I like you. Mm. But you said, 
nobody likes a bastard. Uh, nobody, do you like bastards? I'm, I I would be kind of... Uh, what are you doing, snacking? Jesus Christ, dude. I'm snacking. I'm munching on an egg roll, bro. You know we're trying to do a show here, right? <laughs> hey. We get, it's not like we snuck up on you and said, ha ha, showtime. We get nothing but professional level effort here on Beard Talk Live. <laughs> Clarly. Apparently. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's true. Um, What the fuck were we talking about? You people were... <laughs> Mad bastards. Bad bastards? What? Mad, bad oh, wait. Bastards. I was supposed to figure out if I liked the captain. Um, yeah, you'll do. Okay. Because <laughs> right. um, Peekler said nobody likes bastards. Yeah. A bastard, I said nobody I likes a bastard. Well, being a bastard myself, it would be... Uh, it would be uh, what's what's the word I'm I'm looking for? Hypocritical uh-huh. for me to criticize it. Yeah, you're kind um, of in a in a in a weird zone as far as that goes too, because your biological parents aren't married, but you were adopted, so mm-hmm. you are and are not a bastard simultaneously. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm a retired bastard, is what I am. <laughs> hey, uh, I like it. Speaking of bastards, uh, Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Oh, good gravy! <laughs> Sounds like a you bastard to me. Bastard. <laughs> Major bastard. Did you yeah, kill Kenny again? Knew about. Right. What do you? Ta- you probably didn't listen to her. I th- I think he cut off during. Uh, I'm the one your mother warned you about. Yeah, I said you, you probably didn't listen to her. To who? Your mother. Oh, well, I didn't listen to your mother either. You know, yeah. my mom it's didn't give me fun fuck all for people. advice on dating, which I got to tell you, I kind of <laughs> suffered as a result because, yeah. oh, man, I've been with some real... Some real winners? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. There have been a couple of, like, really amazing choices in there, but it's like hmm. two or three... In in a much longer list. Yeah, you you yeah. sometimes pay a serious tax when you cross the troll bridge. <laughs> the yep. troll bridge. So I said to the guy, "It's not the bridge I want; it's the troll." <laughs> major, what's oh, on, what's on your mind, Major? Billy Goat Gruff, I, to whom I speak. Yeah, well, there's three, so yeah. I mean, we're all sort of. You know, <laughs> Matt, Billy Goat Gruffs, right? We've we've definitely got the beard for being Billy Goats. Yeah, certainly, oh, certainly. You guys just gave me a segue I couldn't even fight for. Yeah. Is this sheep talk live? Well, only because this, you're calling. Oh, sheep told me about. Wow, Major, are you on speakerphone again? Because your phone's yeah, on. yeah, yeah. It's fucking awful, man. I got to tell you, it's distorted on the top end and. You're, it's like you're yelling at us. Oh, I thought he was trying to just make things challenging, turn up the difficulty a little bit. <laughs> I, I That's half the off. point Some, of dropping acid. I have had conversations with you boys on and off speakerphone and had difficulty as far as which one is better because some is off speakerphone sounds off. better. Yeah, this one, yeah, non this speakerphone, non speakerphone always sounds better. Yeah, this is you off speakerphone, and we prefer it. All right. Just so, for the record, so you know. And you sound much better, by the way. I hate it when they steal my megaphone, kick me off the bleachers. A basketball team comes kick me off the scene. 
Dragon wearing high heeled sneakers and acting like a queen. And I don't even care if people think I'm funny because I'm a big rock star and I'm making lots of money. I own apartment buildings and I only know three courts. Yeah. Yeah, we covered this last week. When I was young, there was 13 of us living in a shoebox in the middle of the road. Tell us, Father. Now we're back to Monty Python. When you were a nigger, did you have to eat the government cheese? What the fuck did he just it's say? It's all Monty Python shit, dude. It's all Monty Python shit. <sighs> okay. Do you, do you have anything, uh, you know, that you wanted to talk about tonight, Major? Well, I am very disappointed in the people in my state. The Michiganders. You mean drunk? I, I have met a gander. You know the gander. You know is? I can't blame you for that. They reelected fucking Whitmer. Yeah, well, hang on. Let him yeah. finish. Let him finish his thought. I I know they did they. Yeah, they did. They're dumb. They're so yeah, dumb. witless Whitmer. She's back mm. in the fucking house again. I like to call her Shitmer because well, I can now. We're on Beard Talk Live. <laughs> I can, I can well, yeah, you can, and you damn well should, son. You damn well should. See, maybe I'm paranoid, or maybe they're out to get me. But going from the polling we saw, like, up to the day of the election Mm -hmm. to the election results Mm -hmm. made me think of of something that that old Uncle Joe Stalin used to say. He said, it does not matter who casts the votes. What matters matters is who counts the votes. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's one of those things that occurred to me is like, you know, if we if we use the same security protocols for voting that we use for nuclear warheads. okay, like if we used the 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 protocols for voting on the security of our nuclear warheads, we would all be dead. Well, and actually use the uh, use the same protocol for nuclear warheads that we use for voting we pretty much let the government deal with it however if we use the same protocols for <laughs> voting that they use on uh, uh dancing with the stars <laughs> the vote would have been counted within you know a couple of hours after it was over and accurately too yeah all right so what would you say if they had uh what do they call them bastards that are supposed to be defending us the white painted tanks. Uh, oh, the militia? No, the United Nations? Yeah, the United Nations. The boogie Let's boys? The, the, the United blue Nations. No, listen, this is what I went through in 2020 when I voted. Okay, before I discovered the audacity of these Dominion voting machines that mm. came from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Well, when I went in a couple years ago and I voted, Right, they had this scribbling ballot where you can fill in a dot. I could fill in Republican or I could fill in Democrat. That would fill out the whole freaking ticket. Sure. Okay, there was one county, redneck, inbred. The whole county got Shanghai. Ninety-eight percent went to Biden, and there ain't no way in hell I live here. They did not go for fucking Biden. They just jacked that bubble from one side to the other. So this year when I went in, I scribbled out all the little fucking dots. Okay. Right? Both sides of the damn ticket. And then when I walked up to the voting machine, 
which had the exact same ballot, and the it, it, there was a little cover shield that you had to put this fucking thing in, mm-hmm. and the cover shield was numbered, and then you stuffed the ballot like Walmart sucks your fifty dollar bill out of your hand, right? Bang, hmm. on. Yeah. And uh, but the thing is, is the same voting machine that I went to last year. So they didn't change at all. White with cream colored corners. And when I went to it this year, everything was painted charcoal gray. And there was no distinguishing plaques. I I (laughs) fucked this thing hard. There was no, I couldn't take a reconnoiter off any fucking thing. Who made this cocksucker or whatever. Pay no attention to the freshly painted voting machine that's exactly the same voting machine (laughs) that you fucking voted on last year. It means nothing. It's a new machine. Trust us. (laughs) Well, no, I I think... Pay uh, no attention to the man behind the mirror. They've been telling us since 1956. Whoever wrote The Wizard of Oz was a fucking genius. Prophet. Well... Do you know what the what the Wizard of Oz was about? It was Good supposed God, to be a I metaphor for the silver standard. Mm-hmm. Um, ah. yeah, the yellow. I, brick I don't road know was, exactly uh, how it was supposed to work. Yeah, but, the, uh, the the yellow brick road was a, a symbol for the gold standard, and her original slippers were not ruby, but silver she had silver slippers and that's why like there's there's an interesting fact that probably none of you boys know there was a bra that was uh up for the role of dorothy Mm -hmm. and uh she lost it and the in the original cast in the original fucking footage she is seen hanging on a tree on the ridge behind where they're filming yeah, I've seen the scene you're talking about, and I don't buy it. Well, I don't know. It's pretty damn spooky. <laughs> well, and so was it the author that said uh, nobody that that's what the film was about? Um, I I don't know. It was. Uh, I've never heard that one before. Well, because I know it's referred to by at least libertarians, anarchists, voluntarists as sort of like. It, in the same vein as like the Matrix, like it's a complete analogy for the state in mm. many ways, right? You know, the man behind the curtain, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, and so it's compared to that, uh, at least from well, a liberty perspective. Well, and where does the man behind the curtain live? In the Emerald City, right? In Seattle? Green. No. Oh, yeah. Greenbacks. Paper money. Pay no attention to the man behind the cur- behind the curtain. Mm. Jay Powell yep, printing yep. the money. Federal Reserve. Good call. Exactly. Good call. Whereas the actual solution to your problems is silver and gold. So you follow the yellow brick road, find the man behind the curtain, and what do you find out? Well, we just got to use this silver stuff. Oh, and then we have the fucking gold. You're underwater. You're underwater again, Major. You don't even know how to hold the phone. He's just gibbering today. Well, I mean, it's well, no, kind I'm, of his I'm thing. Thinking but... about <laughs> I'm thinking about the movie when when the, the lion and the tiger and, and Dorothy and all them and bears, are running oh my. to the city. They're running to the field of poppies. Opioid. Oh, yeah. That's why they put you to oh, sleep. Oh, yeah. That gives me an idea for See, a song. Yeah, I'm not as big as you stone, I'm you bastard. 
Well, I mean, we've already established our bastardness, so no need to repeat yourself. I'm not. How do you know? <laughs> How do I know? Always, always, always late. Because I... The 13 in the shoebox. Because I trust the witness of my sisters. Like, I know for a fact that, uh, that's, that, that that's my mom. And, oh my God, do I ever look exactly like my dad. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, I look like him. He looks like his dad. It is very distinguishable. The the well, whole dream nose is like unmistakable. Your dad, because your mom's pretty sure where you came from, right? Um, you know, so so your dad's the one who might need some reassurance. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's been, why our culture kept the the surname from the father was because that yeah, was how he would I, keep I, track of it. I'm sorry that I, of your bastard thing, and I'm very sorry that I caused the same thing to my own son. I didn't marry his mother till he was a year old, and uh, I couldn't save him. I mean, He's like, prison. I don't He's have... He's prison. He done sucked his head full of meth and spun out, and be fucking done. Well, yeah, it's a lot more likely bad, to children that, that grow up without a father figure. Yeah, I don't know, but I do want it good, but I Are you talking the into the phone, that. dude? Because, like, I don't know, you keep dropping out. Well, I got to get a mouthful of that better. I probably dropped it too far away from my jaw. Yep, that's what I'm happened. Kidding. Yep, you got it now. What were you saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking, uh, I, I, dude, I've been through so much hell. Yeah. Uh, government trying to steal my children from me. Fucking government trying to steal my life from me. I, I got penned up for a felony. In uh, out west during the Obama years, from Michigan misdemeanor, spent four years or no four years about uh, yeah what two stents four and eight months in federal incarceration, bounced around out west, and uh, this is all from a Michigan misdemeanor that's by now twenty three years old. I'm I'm the panty bandit. I snapped the teenager's waistband. Is that is that yeah. what they call you? No, oh, no, that's what I call myself. Just oh, okay. re- re- reflection on it. You make one I bad was joke, broth. you can fuck your whole world up, dude. Oh, oh that yeah, that's true. Well, you know, people do have a right not to be touched. Well, it was it wasn't what it was purported to be this whole thing was gone home and reported to her grandmother who called the state police and uh upon further investigation i'm pretty damn sure her father was molesting her a long time before i ever even did whatever the hell i didn't do you know, it was it was just a whole fucked up inbred. This is Mancelona, the Antrim County, the vote that was stole, same damn place. What county? Fucking inbred hell, Antrim County, Michigan. Antrim. Antrim right? County. Dead I don't even know where the hell that is, and I grew up in Michigan. Ant- Antrim, A N T R I M. What towns? It are was there? the last chance, last chance lumber camp. 
It was the only place that was so difficult to log that none of the trees had been cut. There was no rivers. Huh. It was hillier than fuck. So every inbred motherfucker that had got kicked out of every other camp ended up there. Michigan history. There you go. So uh, nobody, Antrim County is in the northwestern corner of the lower peninsula. So it's you know almost it, to the top, but it's like two counties down and uh, three counties down from the top. Uh, I'm just looking at a, a map here I you know found online. So uh, let's see what uh, towns might be there. It's about three quarters of the way up and right about dead center. So I found out the uh, source of the uh, Wizard of Oz uh, monetary thing. All right. Uh, in a 1964 article, educator and historian Henry Littlefield outlined an allegory in the book of the late 19th century debate regarding monetary policy. So that's where that comes from. Uh, who? I'm sorry. Who did the who debated Henry on Littlefield? Henry Littlefield. Yeah, first I've heard of it. Um, a an American educator, paper? author, and historian, um, most notable for this claim. Hmm? Was he defending paper or gold? Hmm. Uh, neither actually. So, uh, so what they were debating at the time was, uh, called bimetallism. So there was a gold standard already. There was only two kinds of metal. <laughs> there are only two sexual orientations. Oh, there's bisexual, straight and queer, bisexuals. Hell, I've been around for thirty years, and I already know all them. Well, TV, in a way, there is TV. only two sexual orientations: straight and queer. The too much information station. No, there's two sexual orientations: yes and no. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> well, no. When I was a kid, there was three. There was normal, dry. And major pain. Oh, no, I actually invented <laughs> trisexual. Because they will try anything. You just kept trying. Chickens, mud, anything. <laughs> little hole in the tree over there. If you it's, got, the it's got some moss on it. I'll go for it. All right, there's a trisexual. Take the fangs out the bastard first, I would hope. But uh, anyway. Yeah, no, I'm I, just being a rude bastard. No, I do actually understand why people would want to know what people's sexuality is, because if you're going to be running around creating humans, then I'd like to do everything in my power to make sure that those humans have a decent life so that my world becomes better instead of worse. What does that have to do with anybody's sexual orientation? Uh, well, there's only one particular way of coupling that produces humans. Yeah. And it's males and females. Okay. So if I know for a fact that someone is homosexual... I don't ever have to worry about them accidentally creating human. I see. So I can see why people would be but interested. In why that. would you be concerned about see, people accidentally is, creating humans anyway? Well, because the ones that are accidentally created have the greatest likelihood of becoming monstrous. Okay, so just from a, uh, I'm concerned about the human race perspective. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean. All right, I, I got a comment on this. There's uh, my young boss hole. Just married a woman from uh, down in South America, I think Honduras, mm -hmm. and uh, she, as you know, most of South America is basically Catholic, right? Okay. So uh, we have had like a 
three, four year discourse where she's trying to learn the language and she's and understand my because you know damn well I talk jive. And somebody from another country can't ain't gonna be able to keep fuck up with what I'm laying down, right? Yeah, so, if English uh, is not your first language, I, then good luck understanding the major. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I is is your first language old granddad? <laughs> My first language is old wellhead because that's probably where I'm going to be stuffed when it's all over. Ain't nobody going to give a damn about me. So cremation anyway. then? Mm. So cremation then? Yeah. I, I mean, that's my preference anyway. Wellhead? You know what? Where they're going to stuff his body because nobody cares. My end would be I would take a long walk. Just like the old Indians used to do. Take mm. your rifle, go find a place, your peace tree, whatever the fuck it is, and uh, talk to God, make your peace. Well, this conversation took let a life very dark turn. Let, yeah, let yeah. I feel I feel more depressed than I was yesterday, which is saying something. Well, I mean, it's, it's better than, than Eskimo style because, I mean, they do the same thing, but they're, like, floating away on an iceberg, so they're freezing balls. Well, fuck, you know what the Indians used to do up here, right where I'm at? When a baby was born, they'd chop a hole in the fucking ice, dunk him in. Either he lived or he didn't. Sounds like baptism. Life's <laughs> fucking hard, man. Mm. Ain't never been easy. And these some bitches that are voting for us can suck my sweaty nutsack. Yeah, I'm I'm always amused by people who are all freaked out about abortion and it's like you know I mean for one thing I'm you you're really asking me to get upset about a creature that, it, unless I was peeking up in her nookie, I never knew the motherfucker existed in the first place. How am I my even father supposed was to born, know about an abortion? My father was born back fucking, I don't know how many years ago, 1929, and he only weighed like two pounds, nine ounces. Hmm. It was a weight preemie. Long before there was these fucking... Uh, Incarceration clinics. What do they call them? The, the damn uh, uh, incarceration uh, clinics. What are you talking and, about? No, where, the, where do you put the babies? The little oxygenation chambers. Oh, incubators. Incubators. Yeah, incubators. Yeah, that's what they're called. Thank you, sir. Yeah, but wow. he, he should not have lived. <laughs> he should not have lived. Two. Hey, hey, hey! I resent that. I should is, not. Is have that lived. your? Uh, is is that your practical assessment or or your assessment of the odds? I mean, what... well, my point is that none of us should be here. I am alive because he was allowed to live. Yeah, I always wondered well, about that. The amazing... and, and the thing that I'm curious about is all of these children that end up in incubators. How many of them, honestly? would their mother's body heat have been sufficient for, assuming that there's a nice blanket around you? Well, seems to be the way it worked for thousands of 
thousands of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Well, infinite, uh, infant mortality used to be a lot higher than it is now. That okay. is true, sure. and that's why I wonder. Well, you you know, there's the damn abortion clinics all over here, but there's a new one that uh, actually tries to bring the mother in and just let her hear the heartbeat of the baby. Yeah, and that turns the stone. Yeah, a lot a lot of cases that's enough. Well, hold on, I I, I want to address uh, nobody's argument now. There's plenty of people you don't know. Am I allowed to murder them? Um, long I mean, as you so don't find out about I'm, it, so long as I'm never aware of it, it won't bother me. Uh, wow, bothers me. So like, like it, I it, don't want nobody, secret murderers running around. It, that it is against my self interest. How many people have you killed? Hmm? How many people did you kill before it started bothering you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think what he's saying is that uh, it sounds like what nobody's saying is it's sort of a Schrodinger's murderer. Like, it doesn't bother him as long as he doesn't find out about it. Well, I mean, so, A, it doesn't bother me particularly. B, there is almost no ethical way for me to find out that this thing ever happened. So what the fuck? Well, if you got a good enough sense of smell, you will. You don't know where the eggs came from? You can't you can tell a woman's pregnant by smelling Oh yeah. Came from. Well, I, actually, I used to be able to tell my ex was horny back in the day by sniffing her neck. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's her. Yeah, your uh, your hormonal system cha- uh, changes dramatically, and if uh, yeah, if you've got a good enough sense of smell, you can tell that. Why do you I was going to go into the synthetic hormone business for a while there. You know how you make them. Hmm. Don't pay them. Oh, that's an old damn joke, boy. That's an old oh, damn joke. Nobody, I know that one. Nobody's really stretching. Or right over my head. Yeah. Did he make a hormone? Don't pay oh. him. Oh. Yeah, but that's why, and it, this is actually fucking relevant knowledge. Don't drive unless you have to. Just about dusk the sundown this time of year. Because the deer are in rut, and uh, they do stupid shit. And uh, you remember the old bumper sticker, loud bikes save lives? Fucking A, they do. I've always had a loud truck, and I've had so many damn deer back yeah. off and look at me. So now I can talk critters. So he's talking that was about genuine the, uh... frontier gibberish. No, I actually followed that one. Uh, he was talking about the mating cycle of uh, of the local fauna. I don't know how you and, got any of that, out of that. And how that uh, tends to make them completely unpredictable. But by having a loud truck, he can scare them off most times so that he doesn't end up running into them with his truck. Yep, 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 yep. And they made it. They made Apparently, I speak Frontier Dibbridge. girls? <laughs> You are fluent in frontier gibberish. I am fluent. Thank in you for being our translator, uh, Peakless Mountaineer. Uh, well, there's some, may- there's some truth to what you're saying because uh, there was an invention uh, called the deer whistler some time That's ago. What the fuck? I was just going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I beat you to it. Uh-huh. I mean, like the the more sober guy wins the race here, Major. So. Yeah. Well, kiss my go to hell. Hey, Major. Thanks for the call. We appreciate you, bro. Be spotting peanut butter. 
Yeah, a lot of times that's uh, how you hunt deer is uh, uh, you you make as close as possible to their mating call and uh, see what shows up. Oh, that sounds risky. Yeah. Well, oh um, dear. <laughs> Get it? I mean, the last thing I'd want is to be confronted by a horny bear or a horny buck. Sure, <laughs> but if uh, they have an antler and I have a gun, I like my chances. What was that movie? Yeah, that's the problem with being a felon. What was the yeah, movie where? Do it. What was the movie where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio got you know impaled by a bear? And I mean, like more than the impaled is not even the right word. He got like <laughs> it was like I have a mental image of like a bear going through the center yeah. of him. It's like <laughs> no. how would impaled you is the it? wrong word. Uh, this bear, uh, I mean, basically ate him for dinner. I mean, without like actually chewing, like it oh, flipped him around. With, uh, and, Anthony Hopkins. I think uh, what so. One man can do another. Can no, do, no, no, or, no. That's, no. That one's called the bear or something. It's oh, okay. got some sort of weird. Uh, no, no, no. This was more. Uh, I think it's called the Revenant. Oh. Maybe. Anyway, there's this scene in it, this violent scene where a bear attacks a man. The actor just happens to be Leonardo DiCaprio. And, like, I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio based on my uh, parody of his last name. Everybody else seems to mispronouncing the R in DiCaprio. DiCaprio? <laughs> it's DiCaprio because that's what his acting's like. It's DiCaprio. What'd I say? DiCaprio? I actually thought he did really well in uh, Romeo and Juliet, of all things, which yeah. surprised me. No, fuck I think guy. he's a decent actor. At, at any rate, uh, there's this scene where he gets mauled, just mauled, and it is a violent, you're just like, damn, right? Like, So he goes shopping? Oh, oh, the other kind. M-A-U-L-E-D, <laughs> not M-A-L-L apostrophe D, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's bloody and horrific, and you know the bear slams him up against trees, and like he obviously breaks many things, and is bloody as mauling. fuck, you know. And I couldn't decide, you know, do I like this scene? Because, well, I kind of don't mind a you know a, a scene where DiCaprio gets punished by a bear, and you know that kind of thing. Or do I like the scene because it's so bloody and violent? Right, you know, is it is it my hatred for DiCaprio that made me like the scene, or was it the scene being bloody? Either way, what does that say about I'd, me? <laughs> I'd say it was both. It was you feel a sense so of Schadenfreude, sure it... and they did a really good job of selling that Schadenfreude to you. <laughs> Nobody. So you're not sure if you liked it because you hate everybody, or because you hate. Leonardo more than most? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Seems to be, yeah. I, I guess that's the quandary, to sum it up. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. If the woke mob comes after you. Oh, boy. Um, is, is it still okay to be, to be a, uh, a misanthrope? Well. Because... Hmm. Even 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 if they discover that that you hated one particular race, not that I do, but if you did, what if you could prove that you you hated everybody else? Well, too? that so depends. it wasn't a matter of racism. Okay, it was just a matter of not liking people. Well, if you're if you're a black misanthrope, that's fine. But if you're a white misanthrope, then you're still a Nazi. Uh, just for anybody who's listening, that. Might not know what misanthrope means. It is one who hates or mistrusts humankind. By that definition, that's me. I, for the most part, I kind of hate humans. Mm. I hate's probably a strong word. Dislike. 
I'll I'll, I'll throw myself in that hat. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, honestly, like I at least was effective at not hating humans right up until they went yeah the whole world is totally cool with just locking everybody in their houses and forcing them to change the contents of their bloodstream oh that that actually you know kind of cranked the hate up a little bit i i i was in hate with uh humankind as a species for quite some time now i like individuals right uh, i like you know certain individuals mm-hmm. But as a whole, uh, if I'm evaluating mankind, I'm like, yeah, mankind's kind of shitty. Kind of don't like them a bunch. Possibly even hate them. So I definitely believed that for a long period of time, but I did realize that that was a psyop. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so if you look at, like, the worst possible people on Earth, you know, like uh, Klaus Schwab, for example. Oh, politicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Politicians, you know, your your Joe Biden's, your uh, yeah, central bankers, uh, your your uh, what, what's his name, uh, uh, Diamond, uh, and Jamie Diamond, yeah, oh yeah, 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 your uh, your your Rockefellers, your Rothschilds, you know, just all of the worst. Look, look at the messages that they're trying to sell us. They are trying to tell us that oh, humans are killing the planet. Those despicable humans, they shouldn't exist. I mean, this is, they are completely consistent with this message of humans are the worst, they suck the most, they're bad, they're evil, they shouldn't exist, they certainly shouldn't reproduce. What I don't understand is how they know what the plan is, because, you know, we're, we're not the first species to change the atmosphere, um, right. the the atmosphere used to not have a lot of oxygen in it. We couldn't have lived on Earth um, some number of millions or billions of years ago right. until some bacteria managed to dis- decided that they liked um, eating carbon dioxide and pissing oxygen. Right. Thank um, you, algae. Yeah. Yeah. And I th- I think they drove themselves to extinction. So well, I mean, I'm fairly that's, certain that's they just evolved into I a different understand. form of life. Why why are why do people who hate the pl- hate people worry so much about the condition of the planet? Well, I so- mean, the idea that we're actually going to destroy the planet is nonsense. The planet is like a huge ball of rock and looking at 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 even in our solar system uh jupiter is perfectly healthy at at some ridiculously high temperature and pluto is perfectly healthy at some ridiculously cool temperature mm -hmm. so so you guys know me and know me well enough to know that that is not my perspective on well anything really i i you know i don't believe that there's really anything wrong with the environment uh you know i'm with george carlin uh when the when the earth is done with us he's gonna shake us off or she it is gonna shake us off like a bad case of fleas right what we do is irrelevant to planet earth planet earth will go on just Mm -hmm. fine Without us, so uh, I mean, all, the all, difference is fleas are annoying, and the Earth doesn't care about anything we do. 
Right. So uh, to your comments, Peakless, about it, you know, it being a psyop. Well, so I'm way outside of any of that. All the things you listed that were, you know, a psyop by, quote, them trying to get us to hate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I participate or, or don't agree with any of those items that you listed. Well, you yet, went through 12 years of, of programming. Yet though. I still really dislike humanity in general. Because, sure. Because they're awful. Look at who they elect. Do they, though? I mean, I don't trust these elections. They they do. And they follow do them. Do they? Well, not they all must. of them. They, well, no, There's not all of them. There's a whole bunch of them sitting in jail because they didn't buy the last, uh, the last load yeah, of bullshit. Of course, but I'm talking about the majority, the overwhelming majority around the globe buy into statism. That's true. Mm. But I think they're the victims, not the perpetrators. I mean, mm. you, you can't be both at the same time? Well, you do say, have a choice. I, I would say that they are more victim than perpetrator. You still have a choice in everything you do, right? If insanity well, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, then the entire world is insane to think that something like the behemoth known as the state is going to give them different results just by replacing one guy with another. Well, I can't think a thought that I don't have the building blocks for. And most people simply do not have the basic building blocks for consistent thought. Okay, well, then I hate dumb people, apparently. <laughs> According to that logic, like, like I just, I really, people are dumb. It's true. There's, there's no one dumber than everybody. Right. Generally, you know, the larger the group of people trying to make a decision collectively, the dumber the decision is going to be, generally speaking, in my experience. I don't find that to be true at all. Like a person can decide that drinking bleach is a great idea. Sure. But that's one person. But But if we can all veto bleach, someone's going to veto bleach. Right, but in almost every well, circumstance, the, is, the best way... Well, the thing is, there are some people who would make the world a better place if they, you know, grab themselves some, some, uh, <laughs> some chlorinated libations. Yeah. I, ironically, the best way for large groups of people to act is to act individually. That's true. But I do push back on your idea that it's stupid people you hate. Uh, the thing is, the, the, the people that are perpetrating this... A lot of them are extremely intelligent. Yeah, they're just true. evil. That's true. I I, I do hate evil people, uh, it, and it, I guess it is. It comes down to intent, right? I can be forgiving of people who don't know any better, right? Uh, they're maybe they're still brainwashed. You know, they haven't really thought it through ever, right? I, I bump into so many people that like, you know, I I agree with a lot of what you say, but I still think that there should be government. And I'm like, well, then you haven't really heard or <laughs> thought through a lot of the things that I say. Because if you did, you know, you would you would be on. And I don't know how to push people over that edge. I guess that's why I hate people because they're they're easily manipulated, brainwashed, uh, and uh, led into otherwise stupid things by uh, evil people in power. Yeah. Of course, if they were easier to brainwash, it would be easier to convince them not to have a government. Yeah, I mean, people are not that easy to brainwash, but if you give give anyone 12 years of access to their, you know, to their brain at that perfect middle ground where they've already learned language, but they haven't formed their own identity, 
Yeah, you can convince them of damn near anything or for the, the rest of their to, life. Or the ability to think something through from beginning to end before they do it. You remember those uh, those joke tests they used to have uh, that would go around in school? They'd be like, you read know, all the number one, read all the instructions before you do it. And you'd go one, two, three, four, and you'd start answering them all until you get to the bottom. It says, answer only questions one and seven or something mm-hmm. like that. That, to me, is like an illustration, a, a very mic- a microcosm of humanity. Well, so I think that's not fair. And here's why. So they have trained us at that point. Like, at least as I recall this, I got this in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So by that point, I've had like a decade of training that the the top little instructional paragraph is totally useless. It's always repetitive. It's totally useless. And I've been trained for like a decade to just skip that because it's never been useful. And then you suddenly give me a paper where that's useful. Well, of course I'm going to skip that. I've been trained by my school system not to pay attention to that thing there. But what bugs me about that is what else have I been trained not to pay attention to? That's the real question. That's the real question. Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Although it didn't work that well on your in your part. In that's your true. Case. That is, and that is one of the biggest white pills that I know is like, I've done so much research and found so much that they are doing to fuck with us. They're fucking up our diet, our air, our water, our education system, like all of these things that they like in an unbelievable amount of time and energy and art even goes into these manipulations to avoid me doing the very thing that I'm doing anyway. To me, that's a huge white pill. What thing are you doing anyway? Questioning. Oh, very well. Thinking critical. Uh, using consistency yeah. in my ethical system. Uh, talking to other people about these things. Yeah, that's the important part. Drawing out of them what they believe. Just really, like, the question why, I think, is... You know, also if, right? If is probably the largest word in the English language, despite its uh, <laughs> lack of letters. But why and if to me have been game changers, right? Uh, I remember sort of learning about Socrates, you know, in the late grade school, early high school. Like, oh, he was a great philosopher. And then, like, somebody fed him some poison or some shit, and then he died. And I was like, well, why would they do that? Like, sounds like like... Philosophy seemed like a, you know, sort of a, I don't know, like an art degree, right? You know, it's like, oh, somebody's just being creative oh, and, nice. and they're coming up with these, you know, wise sayings and, you know, trying to, you know, help the world, you know, think a little better, right? right? And it seemed like a very non-threatening sort of Benign, a, if you will. Benign, yeah. A non-threatening career choice, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, and I'm like, why... Why would somebody poison a philosopher, right? Right. And I started reading some of the philosophy. I don't remember any of it, but like I started reading some of it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> right? Because his entire thing, the Socratic method. It's just questioning. Yeah. That's all it is. And you just keep asking questions. Yeah. And like Plato had it coming, but he didn't get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two-year-olds or three-year-olds, depending on you know what kind of kids you have, have this down pat, right? They come to you and they're like, why? Why? Right. Why? 
Well, that's Socrates talking right Right. there. And they will (laughs) dig down to either the depths of your knowledge or their satisfaction with their awareness of the subject. Yeah, or until you get pissed off enough at them that you tell them to shut up and go play. Right. Unfortunately, that happens. Which is usually at the end of your knowledge. Right. Right. Well, and so it's funny. uh, So Socrates, Plato, Aristotle wrote an entire treatise on why and came up with all these ideas because it's a really complicated question because like, okay, uh, why is that statue there? Well, one of the reasons that statue's there is that there was a big piece of rock that someone carved. So part of the why is the physical material that went into the thing. Mm -hmm. So it's this really complex treatise and like, I kind of think you overthought it, but it goes into all of these possible ways of looking at the question, why? What are the causes? Like, what are the material causes? What are the the emotional causes? Just this whole thing about why. And then goes into uh, what he called, so that was his physics, basically. And then he goes into the metaphysics, the deeper why. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what Socrates' last words were? I drank what? <laughs> yeah. I drank what? I drank what? I drank yeah, that what? was his last words. Which yeah. the answer was hemlock, but uh, there's a reason <laughs> that he asked it as a question. It's true. It's true. The, a lot of the philosophers had interesting, interesting deaths. Uh, Descartes, for example, the guy who said, I think, therefore I am, mm. sitting in a bar one night drinking a beer, and the bartender came up, came up said, you want another? Descartes said, I think not, and disappeared. Wah, wah. <laughs> it's it's actually, actually, that's, that's not, not true. Uh, he, he was actually run down by a uh, runaway carriage. Back in the day, a horse-drawn carriage, which is why they no longer put Descartes before the horse. Good God! <laughs> oh. Okay, that's that's two. Do you do you got one more? Um, let's see. I did, but I think I've lost it. Okay, maybe perhaps enlightenment will find you. <laughs> um, where are, for example, um, the uh, you know? Candidates for for office for political office that are philosophers. Hmm. Where are those? Um, how, how come, well, how come, Texas mostly. How come, strangely enough, how come people aren't electing Kentucky? How come people aren't electing philosophers to office? Great thinkers. Where where are these people? I asked I, I oh, asked a very God. very intelligent uh, man this question long ago, and he gave me a very satisfying answer. Well, you see, when people elect leaders. They want answers, and philosophers only have more questions. Mm. And that's Much really like what it comes down to. Consultants, yeah, and and that's the thing. Like these, the, the the people that 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 we give all of this power to, we don't we don't give it to them because they'll do good things with it. We give them all this power because we're uncertain. Well, I don't. Yeah. Well. Like that's that's really when it comes down to it, I want to absolve myself of any guilt for electing any of these bastards, mm. right? So I I have a clean conscience now, right? I did not vote for any of these fucks. 
I did not help mankind put itself into the position it is. I did not help a behemoth organization of murder and theft and every other sin, the, the you know greatest committer of every type of sin that has ever existed on planet Earth. I did not give my sanction. I did not check a box and say, oh, I picked this guy over that guy, because I think the whole fucking system is illegitimate. Well... It exists in violation of consent, period. Well, I did check a box, and the people that I checked are not that. Because I voted for libertarians. I understand. I voted for people who believe in the non-aggression principle and who I honestly, in my heart of hearts, expect to live up to that standard, even if I give them this power. Because, yeah, I mean, uh, I it's sort of that uh, the trolley problem, right? Are you familiar with that at all? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, like, uh, the it, one where they just change the color of the trolley car from red to blue, but they still run everybody over. <laughs> uh, no. So, like, trolley problem is like, okay, uh, you're on a, a, a trolley, which, uh, if, if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's sort of like a train. They're on a track, and uh, uh, it's barreling toward one person, or uh, toward sorry, toward five people, mm-hmm. and there's another track that it could go on to. Uh, that only has one person on it and you have a switch and uh you have to decide whether or not to flip that switch now the real how much do i like these people like, <laughs> do i know them even out like, the vital there's, information there's infinite variations on the theme sometimes it's like okay well is it worth saving one uh one william shakespeare in order to kill a hitler and a mussolini um Anyway, there's all sorts of variations. Sure, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, the evil like in this circumstance... Time, all three of them are already dead. Anyway. Yes, the uh, evil in this circumstance is... The person that put you in that circumstance. Right. Whoever set this up, they're the, they're the ones that have done the evil. So you actually can't do any wrong from that point. And that, to me, is a lot like what the voting system is. Like, they have set me into this situation. I can't do any evil from where I'm at because it's not optional. But I can try to slow down the evil that they're doing anyway. There is an argument for self-defense. Yeah. And and I've said that repeatedly. I'll keep saying it because there is, right? And I also, like, if that's a choice that you want to make with your life and what you want to do, far out Mm -hmm. silent right on. I'm not going to, like, like, be like, you dirty voter. Right, I'm not gonna like ridicule you or shame you or like not be your friend or whatever, right? Because like I made a I'll different decision. I'll probably make fun of you later when I've been drinking. But <laughs> well, all right, maybe. <laughs> but you know, you get the idea, yeah. right? I'm not gonna like kill a relationship uh, over uh, you know what one man chooses to do and what man chooses not to do, and that's how the world should fucking work, right? Like the problem that I have, of course, is that. The rest of the world doesn't want to allow me to have the choice to not participate. Right. Well, I, for one, am going to put a gun against your head and make you vote. Including. How dare you make a different choice than me? Including a whole bunch of libertarians, by the way, Mm. who who would look down upon their nose at me because I didn't vote. Well. Even for a libertarian candidate. Well, I think that they have a point and I think you have a point. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with theirs more than I agree with yours, or I wouldn't make the choices that I make. Obviously. 
but like now like there are a bunch of uh, libertarians that respect that decision and still interact with me just fine and yeah. you know and there's probably some that disagree with me but you know we'll never bring it up or whatever whatever and that's fine like but like people are supposed to be able to disagree on things and still get along and move forward and you know that kind of a thing now uh if uh, the, the question was posed to me, uh, uh, well, if you're not a voter, well, what are you doing in New Hampshire? Because this is the closest thing, right? This well, is I'm, where people who believe that people should be allowed to be free of the state mm-hmm. are, regardless if they're running for office or not, mm-hmm. right? Because this is where the freedom-loving people seem to be. And I would much rather be around people who love freedom and want to see the state abolished than be around the rest of humanity. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, there's definitely some effort put forth to keep us from voting libertarian. But what they have a huge amount of effort toward uh, keeping us from is forming communities. Because if we form stable communities of liberty-loving people... Another reason I'm here. Then we, then we can demonstrate that nobody needs the sorry <laughs> we can demonstrate that no one needs the state yeah we can show them that we can rely on each other and get done all of the useful functions that we need done yeah that's why i like the focus on this build, is why building. i made him pope <laughs> <laughs> that's why i like the focus on building right yeah. building uh, more things around decentralized technology right building more things around cryptocurrency bitcoin bitcoin cash ethereum all those things uh building uh, like uh, nobody's work on cell 411 right here is uh, an app it's decentralized it has the ability to replace traditional 911 services with community-based services people you know mm-hmm. and trust coming to your aid in an emergency and you can do the same for your friends and family that to me is far more important than casting a vote for a libertarian oh yeah hmm. I-, I agree however number one you can do both mm-hmm. and uh n- number two why would you do both well so while we're forming these alternative systems, if we can slow down their death machine, that will give us extra time to get more of these uh, alternatives figured out. It's a pretty big if for, like, you know, a contingent of people in New Hampshire. Well, yeah, it, it is a big if. My whole thing is um, a lot of people showed up at, at my 420 rallies, including... A, a pretty large contingent of people that never smoked weed and never want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if I've got a bro and my bro's doing some activism up here, even if it isn't my cup of tea, if if he needs, you know, half an hour of my time, I'll probably give it to him because so many people have done that for me. Yeah, I've certainly um, supported many people. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, it's not like I've done nothing, right? I've I've been on you know episode thirteen of mm-hmm. Beard Talk Live now. Uh, in addition to three years of Free Talk Live, you know, I've been to protests. I've been to some of the rallies and things of that nature, and I I have an idea of what goes on there, and you know, I continue to support other people. I I, I am I. I Really, I'm not comfortable saying, but I am doing some work for somebody else right now that's uh, a libertarian uh, and uh, does some work. And, you know, they've employed me because of my skill set to do some things. And I'm happy to do those kinds of things. Uh, so it's it's not like I'm not doing anything. But like to me, the things that I'm doing far more effective, 
far better measurable immediate results, immediate gratification than than anything that I could vote for. Well, I I would say that the voting uh, the the amount of time that it took me to vote in reference to the amount that that did to change the state to make it friendly to liberty is easily one of the best investments of time I could possibly make. I mean, we had a record number of free stater uh, representatives in this election, sure. and I expect that will continue. Yeah, it's really easy to, to, to vote, to, to, uh, to cast your preference on other people. Well, and my and this preference is, and this is, is where, to have fewer things be determined and, by force. And, and this is where we differ, because you are using force in making that decision. Voting is using the force of government to force other people to your preference. Mm, no. How so? Okay. So, I mean, not if you, Let's say you have a, a, a sword out and pointed at me. If I put a sheath around that sword, I haven't added to the violence. No, but that's an inaccurate analogy because government is a gun and it's in a room. Okay. And when you vote, all you're doing is saying, I prefer the gun be pointed at this group of people over here to get my way. And I prefer not to do that to people. I want to be the change that I want to see in the world. I don't want anybody else to force their opinions on me in any way, shape, or form, much less through voting, which they do anyway. They continuously do. So So I also will not do that to you. Okay. Every representative that I help elect is a little bit less gunpowder in the bullets in that gun. Lesser of two evils is still evil. I prefer to do none. I I, think it's best if nobody has the gun. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody thinks a lot like that from time to time. Sure. I, I, I agree. So how do we get there? Okay. We need, well, we need to do all these alternatives so that we can demonstrate that we don't. Okay, that's going to take prefer, some time. I prefer to invest my time in people and things that are building the better way. You don't change the existing thing by fighting it. You change the existing thing by building a better way that makes the old way completely obsolete. We've started that, right? Humankind has started that. Thank you, Satoshi Nakamoto. Right. Thank you to whomever the OG developer of 411 is and the current developers of Cell 411. And there's a whole bunch of other things out there, too. Uh, there's ideas uh, in play, and they keep popping up from time to time about how to decentralize the governance services that governments claim monopolies on. And one of these days, somebody's going to figure out a way to make that happen. And when that happens, all of a sudden, you're going to be able to choose you know, okay, well, I need a road service provider, right? I need a security system. Oh, I like the way these guys do theirs over here, and these guys do theirs over there, and I'm going to put those, sew those all together, and I'm going to become a nation of one. And I'm going to have all these a la carte. And all of a sudden, now, you don't have governments. You have service providers who have to compete in a market for people. Once people are sort of uh, mm, disengaged from geography, right? Because that's where Mm. statism wins. Statism wins with geography, right? And once you're no longer tied to geography for your statist preferences, all of a sudden the states become service bureaus that compete with each other for their, their tax money. And that tax money then becomes income, which they have to provide a value. They just become companies at that point. Or it becomes a war of all against all that is winner take all. 
No, I'm talking about through building technology. These things can happen and happen without violence and happen without revolution. Right? Because that's what that's the uh, the unspoken word in the libertarian community is revolution. Right? Uh, it's spoken about in like some of the Trump community. I know some Trumpers like back in Wisconsin and that kind of thing. And they're like, oh, so uh, you're going to be with us for the revolution? I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Right? Like, I don't like, want to come back to no, where we started. Like, I realize and I understand that most people can't wrap their head around the fact that um, historically speaking, the only way governments have ever been changed or, or ended is either through collapse or revolution. Right? Talking violence here, right? Whereas I think it can be done without it, and I think the technology exists for it. And so I would prefer to focus my time and my effort talking about those things and helping people work on those things and showing support for those things, even if I'm not a part of it, by like, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, sharing on social media, for example, telling my friends about stuff that I, hey, I discovered this thing today. What do you think about this? Right? That to me is far more important than participating in the system that got us here in the first place. Well, so imagine, if you will, that there's an army. Thank you, Rod Serling. <laughs> that only has I so am your many... host, Rod Serling, a man with no upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine an army that mm-hmm. only has so many positions for soldier. Mm-hmm. Now, if I can, even in part, hijack their process for soldier selection so that they only select pacifists. Now, if I can do that 1%, great. If I can do that 10%, better. Any amount of of removing their ability to kill people well, and that's why we need you is here. good. Okay, so that is exactly what I'm doing with representatives. There are only so many positions of yeah. representative. They want every single one of those positions to be filled by killers. Yes, they do. And if I can they remove create them the, every day. Right. And if I can instead of having killers in those positions, have people who aren't killers in those positions, that's a good thing. Yeah. Can you measure those results? Yes. Yeah. How yeah. many how many killer how many uh pacifists have you uh got to join the army? Now you've lost me because, like, this was that a, was your a, an analogy. Yeah. Okay. So the that's, positions that's what I'm in saying, this, like, your your the positions your in this case is, is correct, are, but your results are immeasurable. Okay. So the p- positions in this case are instead of soldier representative. Okay. And we've had over forty, uh, uh, and I I can get you exact numbers if you want, but we've had over forty, we'll 40. free staters. Yeah. That are representatives. Congratulations. What's okay. changed? Hmm? What's changed? Oh, quite a bit. So uh, I'm aware of uh, I'm aware of one thing, and that's the uh, oh, folks can now uh, take their school tax money and, and apply it to whatever they want. And these things are cool. We've but again, also got, there's uh, also a matter of constitutional carry now. Weed has been decriminalized. Um, but I still can't go to the corner store and buy it. I understand. Yes. You you can't, and that's going to take a while because it has to be done uh, carefully to avoid having a uh, state-run uh, cartel. So, right, right, right. So, and there's, so there's also know, the matter look, of, look, of you, okay, you asked look, what changed, and there's also the matter of what didn't change that would have. What changes well, would they have made? What? You can't predict what. Sure, I can. You can't predict something that didn't happen. Yes, I actually can. <laughs> okay, wizard. 
Most of the it's things not that I hard. never happen. <laughs> it's not that hard when you see that here's the pattern of what changes they make when they have power. No. And here's what they announced that they were going to do that is within that pattern. Wait. So here's my here's my whole point. It's going to take a really fucking long time. Right? Whereas building the things that make the current system obsolete going to take a lot less time. Is it now? Have you? Have, how long, have how you long did it take for Bitcoin to become uh, what it is? Cell four one one. Sorry, what? Yes, I know how long <laughs> you you've been working it. on it, but you're also a team of one. If you know more resources, it's be faster, true. right? You know, so there's it's that. True. Um, you know, and I'm not. But it's I, just, I, I don't. I'm stating my preference. That's all I'm stating. I, well, and yeah, you're and arguing with me I, for I don't decisions that I've already I made. I'm not suggesting to change my mind. And here's the thing: I'm not suggesting right, that on, this is. All I'm not suggesting this thing. is a method of causing the changes that we want to see. I'm not that guy. I'm suggesting this is a method of slowing down the changes that will make the changes we want to make impossible. Hmm. Well, the other thing that that it does, and this is actually, um, I I don't know if I remember this quickly uh, correctly. I think that Ian was uh, was a non-voter at one point because I seem to remember having this discussion with him and i think the thing that eventually got him going was well you know the more votes we cast in new hampshire um for people on the outside that's a concrete thing that they can see and say oh they're doing some good shit up there that is um, another aspect of it. I mean, there is an I activism mean, act. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Love it or hate which it, is, and which, I do hate it. People which, pay real close attention to politics, which is why I have attended like rallies and stuff like that. Which is why I'll throw my support behind people when they do stuff like that if they need something tangible and physical. But arguing with me, trying to get me to vote is futile. It's not mm. going to happen. I'm not going to do it. Well, what if I was running and I asked it as a personal favor? Uh, no, because it's part of I your tried identity that to not vote. No. Not going to happen because it's part of your identity to not vote. No, it's because of my philosophy and being consistent with my values. I would never dream of forcing my preference on you without your permission, without your consent. I would expect you to feel the same way about me. When voting occurs, you are using the violence of government to force your preference on somebody else. If you win, if you lose, of course, well, you didn't get to. But if you win, you do get to force your preference on other people. Period. That my preference is that nothing be forced on anybody. So if I've actually won, then I've I've elected some nobody who ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> and so then I already live here. Thing. So, okay. Fire out solid and right on. What's the problem? So you're willing to reap the benefit of other people doing this, but you're not willing to do it yourself. The voting does not benefit anybody. You don't think that it slows down the changes that they would otherwise make? There, there cannot I think be having, uh, a good side having... to doing something evil. I I'll want, grant you that. I want no evil at all, and I cannot vote for that. 
no matter who gets yeah. in, even if uh, you know it's a preferred candidate, even if it's you or if it's nobody or whatever, whoever gets into whatever office, right, you're not going to be able to take away all the evil of that office. You're still going to be some percent well, of evil. So I don't want any of that evil, so I'm not giving it my sanction. Okay, so there's this gun. Now it can either be pointed at people or we can point it not at people. That now, is not an option currently with the government. That is an option in New Hampshire. And we are making it more of an option every day. If See, I violate a law in New Hampshire, the guns of government come out and get pointed at me. We've seen this already. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. A gun doesn't suddenly go from this angle to this angle. It has to move in the intervening space here. It's got to change its angle gradually until it is no longer pointed at a person. Now, it moves from pointed at your head to pointed at your leg to pointed at your foot to pointed at the ground. And that's what we're trying to do here is reduce the power of government. Well, then uh, congratulations. You're a Republican. Bullshit. <laughs> Republicans have never reduced the power of government. Republicans are just trying to increase the power haven't. of government more slowly. Of course they haven't, but they say they do. Sure. All right, well. Yeah. Yeah. There great. you go. Uh, what do you mean there I go? I'm something completely different. And now for something completely <laughs> different. Uh, so so uh, that uh, that's an affront to your personal philosophy, right? What is? What I said. Then you're a Republican. It's inaccurate. Okay. So saying that uh, I need to vote for libertarians because I live in New Hampshire is also inaccurate. I don't need to do a damn thing. I'm not saying you need to. Well, you guys sure put up a hell of a fuss. I'm saying oh, well. it's not evil to. Uh, oh, it definitely is evil well it's it's i mean your your argument as i understand it is similar to if if say you uh say somebody comes knocking on your door in the middle of the of the winter and and he's hungry you know and and you answer the door and he says i'm hungry and you say well you know there's a lot of hungry people in the world and I can't feed them all, so fuck off. Um, <laughs> That's uh, entirely inaccurate. Well, I mean, you can... Uh, Hunger is not comparable to evil. Uh, you've never been as hungry as I have. Oh, it gets I've, comparable to dude, evil after a while. Believe um, me, <laughs> I, have been, I have been hungrier than any man should. I have had to... Uh, Resort to uh, violating the nap to feed myself. Uh, I grew up. Who did you eat? I grew up hella poor. Huh. Uh, I know firsthand what government cheese tastes like. I uh, I know firsthand what uh, powdered government powdered milk tastes like. Uh, because I was in a situation where those were the only things available to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know. Okay, so There's you clearly else followed you wanna... what he was saying, and I didn't. So uh, nobody, can you continue the analogy so that I can catch up, please? No, nobody can. I think he was more making um, a joke than making an analogy. Well, it All no, right. it, it's it's an analogy. I mean, basically, what I heard you saying is you can't completely solve the problem by voting, and and you can't. And 
my right. my personal belief okay, is now I see it. no matter no matter what we do, there is going to be some level of violence just because whatever it do, whatever we're doing that eliminates dependency on the state sooner or later whatever that thing is no matter how innocuous and harmless it is uh the state's going to notice that we're doing it and that people aren't as dependent on them as they were and then they're going to come and try and kill us so um that that's entirely possible uh however sounds about right however that being said i'm still here not only am yeah. I still here, but I'm literally risking, well, my life, literally, my reputation mm-hmm. uh, by, you know, participating in shows like this, uh, by being on Free Talk Live. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm doing just fine. You know, as far as people coming here and doing things to Forward Liberty, doing just fine. Probably doing more than most, in my opinion. So I, I don't understand why you would want me to participate in a system that has proven itself evil for mm, at least the last couple hundred years. Because the kind the of participation that I'm asking... I want asking, you to drive a runaway tank. Not because you need the tank to run away, but because you need it to stop. The tank is not running away. It's just in control by evil people because power attracts power. Power-hungry mm. people. power attra- And even if you get a noble person elected to a position, they're not going to be able to remain noble because the system corrupts them. It doesn't matter. You're still going to be... You can still point to uh, ways in which he uh, did, you know, by proxy of the state, had to commit evil. Yeah, I mean, to to some extent... um, He did a great job... that's probably that's probably true. Yeah, he did a great job of speaking, engaging people in thought and getting people to think, right? So to me, that's activism, right? And so like with you, nobody, when you were running for uh, governor of uh, Keene or of uh, New Hampshire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I you know, was very verbally supportive of you. I didn't vote for you, of course. But I was very verbally supportive of you. Uh, you know, uh, I put some signs you out for you. encouraged us to evil. I put some signs out for you, all that kind of thing. But that was based on my belief that what you were doing was helping to educate people about how evil the state is. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's an activism component to it that I enjoy. Now, does that mean I'm going to participate in it? No. But if that's your form of activism, far out, solid, and right on. I'm not going to sit here and point the gov- guns of government at you and go, you can't do that because it's not my preference. See the difference? Well, so you're familiar with computer programming a, a bit, right? Okay. Okay. I have a cursory knowledge. Right. So uh, a protocol uh, requires a certain kind of input in order for it to function. Sure. Now, if I was asking you to give this program the protocol for which it was designed, then I could totally see your argument. Have you seen the output of the state? Have you seen what the state actually puts out? Yeah. The system, no matter what you put into it, you put all the love and and cuddly and kindness and sweetness and nobleness and, and philosophy into it that you want, and shit comes out the other end. Well, No matter what. The system itself is what is wrong. As long as it gets certain inputs, it functions in that process of creating shit. 
However, no, that's that's what it is designed to do. It's designed to create shit. It's designed to create yes. murder and death and destruction and and, and violate yeah. people's rights and, it and does do that. inhumane things. And that's all that it does. That's all that it does. The evidence and is, it is overwhelming. Most effective at doing why that. you want me to participate in that? I'll never know. And it is most effective at doing that as long as the input is the two-party system. As long as the input falls within this duopoly, it is most efficient and effective at doing all these terrible things. However, Why when it receives the inputs illusion? that it does not recognize, it starts to break down. It starts to glitch. It starts to be less effective of a death machine. Why would you be under the illusion that simply putting another, another party in place would have the effect that you say? You think they're going to allow that to happen? Because they haven't I've, so far. Because I've, I mean, right. to some extent, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. New Hampshire is a better place because we have elected some anarchists who are like, yeah, I don't want to do that shit. And look, if it didn't work then they wouldn't work so hard to make it not happen. They keep changing the rules to keep us out because it's fucking working. We can slow them down, and they hate that. So they keep changing the rules to make it more difficult. There's still far better uses for everybody's time. I don't know. I'm I'm really glad that I can go out on the street and smoke some weed and know I'm not going to get arrested, so... That's, well, me uh, too, but that's not just here in New Hampshire. Yeah, you think there's not a push in, fact, in the opposite it's still, direction? It's still possible here in New Hampshire for you to go outside, smoke weed, and get arrested. Only if you're smoking more than three quarters of an ounce, which will probably prevent you from getting away, too. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> all, all decriminalization did is make it uh, less of a priority for them to prosecute you. It didn't make it uh, legal in any sense of the word. If a cop wants to be a dick, they could prosecute you for it, and then it's up to you to defend yourself against the state. Well, this this place has the best gun laws on earth. Of course it does. That's amazing. Another reason and I'm better here. better gun laws than it had when we came. I, I don't we even disagree with you on that. I, you're, you're trying and to make your argument by things. You're trying to make your argument by things we already agree on. And, and you that know keeps about happening me. because we elect people who it's important to. That is why they have not destroyed the right to carry a gun in this state is because we have elected people that it's important to. Mm, I don't know about that. I think just the people of New Hampshire aren't going to give that up, regardless of how many of them are libertarians or, or not. And I, I actually well, I want to give some credit to the people of New Hampshire. I think the people of New Hampshire are probably far more libertarian than they want to believe they are. I think at this point they'll do whatever the fucking government tells them to. And if the government says, nope, we've decided it's too much of a risk for ordinary humans to have guns, only government humans can have guns. What makes you think they're going to allow somebody to get into a position of government that says, uh, you no longer have to listen to the government? Well, we've got a number of people in the legislature who are saying just that. I mean, okay, and like that's been happening for a really long time. Uh, talk to Ernie Hancock about his early activism and people getting elected for those things. Even Ron Paul, for that matter, he talked about all of those things. And like, you know, it hasn't happened. I mean, there's probably a better chance of it happening here. I'll give you that than anywhere else, right? And that's that's great. Love it. 
However, I'm not going to invest my time in that particular action. Well, so those are two different uh, those are two different arguments. So th- uh, that action is not worth it is one argument. That action is evil is a different argument. Those are both my arguments, both my positions. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't care if you think it's not uh, if you think it's not worth it. That's that's a subjective choice. Okay. But if it's evil, like evil isn't a subjective choice. Right. So, sure, it might not be worth it. I think it is. You think it isn't. Fine. Whatever. All right. But evil, then that means that you're comfortable hanging out with people who intentionally do evil things. I mean, I've been hanging out with those people all my life. They're called citizens of the United States. Well, wouldn't you be more comfortable just hanging out with people who didn't vote? I would. That's why I moved to New Hampshire, where there's a bunch of fucking anarchists and libertarians. Who who a lot of us vote. Mm, True. Then you're a libertarian. Mm, nope. Nope. I'm, I'm an anarchist, a hardcore voluntarist. Okay. See, I would I say that, that voluntarists is- are a subset of the set of, of libertarians. Not all libertarians are minarchists, and not all libertarians are anarchists. When, when, yeah, when, you, when you cast your vote, you're taking away somebody else's choice. No. Well, if yeah. I've done no. it properly, if you win. I've if you win. only no. taken yeah. away their choice to aggress against me through government. So I don't mind doing that even a little bit. Voting well for government just means that you get government. I vote against government. Exactly. But you do it through government. Correct. So you're using government to... Yes. You can't use government to destroy government. Yes, you absolutely can. not going to happen. Okay, so if I Name get a my, time in history that that's happened. If I happened. get in my car... Name a time in history that government has defeated government. It hasn't. If I get in my uh, car and I Revolution. rev that sucker to its absolute limits, I'm going to use my car to break my car. That's absolutely a thing that you can do. Yeah, but your car isn't inherently evil. Okay. Is government inherently evil? Have you seen his car? (laughs) (laughs) I I have, actually. Uh, Here's a question. Is government inherently evil? Yes. Okay. Now you know why I don't participate. Okay. And the people that I'm putting in reduce government. You can't reduce government by voting people into it. Yeah, you can. Government oh, remains yes. the same. It's the same size as it was. It's the same amount of people in it. Dude, if, if you, it's doing if you had you didn't reduce anything, it's still there. That's if you had every single if you had every single position uh held by a believer in the non-aggressive principle, then there would be no government anymore. Like, I, I'm going to com- I'm going to reduce suicide by shooting myself in the head. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't reduce a thing by electing people into it. Okay. If every single position was held by an anarchist, there would be no government. It would be over and done. Okay, but you're not going to get every single position filled with an anarchist. I'm going to work my hardest to do that. Okay. And if I can get get all but one, I'll get all but one. And if I can get all but two, I'll get all but two. I actually hope you do. I just think it's impossible. 
Okay, so then can we agree that what I'm working toward is a good end? I never said that about you. Okay, so I, I have only so you never said, said he was working toward a good end. I have I have only said that I am not going to participate in voting because voting is evil. So you I've believe never that said I'm that, doing something evil I to a said, good end? I never said that. That's what you believe. So you so I'm doing evil to a good end. You're attempting to. You have noble intent. That's why I like you. Seriously. Like, you have noble intent. I really like, and you're smart as fuck, right? So, like, those two things are far better than most humans on this planet, right? So, and you're correct about a whole bunch of things when it comes to, like, and nobody as well. All you guys, actually. You're correct about a whole bunch of things it's when it comes to the philosophy of freedom and, you know, how the state is evil. You've admitted that it is. Uh, and, you know, all of these things. That's far outside and right on. What I don't understand is why, when it comes to this one particular issue, you guys are so fucking rabid. Um, why you can't just be like, that's cool. Only the captain because of the you're accusing because... me of doing evil, for one thing. I'm not accusing you of yeah. anything. You are, you are asserting that what I do is evil. I'm asserting that from and my I'm... perspective in life, that when I evil vote, isn't a fucking I perspective, that, man. I equate that with evil. Now, you may have a different perspective. Far out, solid, and right on. Yeah, evil isn't subjective. Isn't it, though? Yes, it is objective. Uh, if value is subjective, evil has to be subjective because evil is basically negative value. Bullshit. No, if you act by certain principles, your species ceases to exist. That's that's Wait, why what? good and evil exist is because certain things are hard to see on the time frame that humans live. That's why good and evil exist? Yes. Hmm, I don't know. It's really quite objective. And so I get I get how in the ordinary sense, loading a shotgun for a serial killer is an act of evil. Okay. But if I'm loading it with blanks, then it's not. But you don't know I mean, that you're loading it with blanks. If, if, you're loading if it with you, people. People are fallible. People are corruptible. The system corrupts otherwise good, noble people. Period. It happens all, all the time. All sorts of things are, are imperfect, but yet we, 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 we do our best to struggle through and, and make the best of, a, of, of an imperfect world. Sure. And, and the reason that, it's, comes that it's important to me, besides you know, my just loving to argue um, <laughs> is because, you know, most things like, you know, if, if I need some money, you know, and I say, hey, Captain, can I borrow five bucks? And you say, nah, you can't borrow five bucks. Go fuck yourself. Mm, pretty um, sure I'd loan you the five bucks, but, you know, it's fine. Groovy, I could use it. But, uh, they, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but, you know, I, I, you, you can get ten bucks from the from the next guy. You know, the thing about 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 a vote is that it's it's one of those things that it's uh, you know there's there's only one per person, so so you know you have to try to collect the whole set. Um, 
There are not that, not that you ever will. There are governments around the world. There's approximately 200 governments on planet Earth, right? Most of them have voting. Most of them Mm -hmm. have voting. Yep. Now, I think the three of us could sit here and probably name a few countries where you're like, yeah, that's a charade. Mm -hmm. Why do they even allow that? Right? That's the thing. Government allows voting to Mm -hmm. occur. And it's a total shit show. It's a fucking sham. Mm -hmm. And they allow it because it's part of the mind fuck. Even here in New Hampshire. So you have to ask yourself, why do they allow voting at all? Because otherwise their slaves get restless. You think? Yeah. No, this whole thing is designed for maximum slave output. Of course. Right. Yes. So if they don't allow voting. I don't want to contribute to your slavery. Thanks. You're welcome. Right. And uh, over here, standing up going, hey, motherfuckers. You could contribute to my my Stop participating in this bullshit. By getting the assholes who want to enslave me out of power and replacing them with people who are just too fucking lazy to care or in other no. or so so i see a different else. a different method for outcome i see the method of gathering enough people in a geographic area that uh just tell the state to fuck off right that to me sounds like what a, do you mean like a great well if you get enough people concentrated in a geographic area who just go you know what i no longer recognize your authority right one of two things is going to happen Right, they're either going to go, oh shit, okay, well, uh, I guess you guys are free, or they're going to start murdering people. Either way, it's going I to su- it's su- going to highlight, right, w- the position of people who want to be free and the position of people who want to enslave. I, either way, I would well, say it's most likely to be the latter, and I don't think that it's going to help. Now, hopefully, I, if and when that happens, we'll have a lot of our ringers in the position where. Uh, where when the uh, when the bosses say, "Yeah, go out and kill some folks," they say, "Yeah, no." Yeah, that's, See, that's, that's exactly it. Refusing the to participate relies on me to load up his shotgun. So when I hand it to him, he's expecting it to have a nice full load. And when it's blanks, it's going to be so hilarious when he aims it at me. Yeah, that's not accurate. That's not what you're doing. That's exactly what I'm doing. That's what you think you're doing. But what you're doing is just continuing the cycle of government. Because it wouldn't continue without this. No, it totally would. That's why not so playing I'm not is the only winning it. move. Not I'm not playing, continuing it. Not playing is the only winning move. It's a stupid game. Or you game. can play against the It's a stupid game. You win stupid prizes. You can try. Feel free to try. But the only winning move is to not play. If you play by the rules, that's correct. And that's the no, thing. No, even if you don't, because they don't. They don't even play by their own fucking rules. Mm. You know this as well as anybody. Oh, they play by an alternate set of rules. But there is still Which a is set of whatever rules. the fuck they feel like doing, and then they do it under the guise of government. You know this. I'm not telling you anything new. All right. You're looking at me like it's break time. It is. Nobody break time? Break time. All right. Let's take a little bit of a break here. We'll be back in, uh, say, 10 minutes. I'm going to play a little bit of uh, some heavy metal music. This is Pro-Pain, Pro-Pain, Voice of Rebellion from 2015. 
Yes, welcome back to Beard Talk Live. Thanks for indulging us in a little bit of a break. Uh, of course, the telephone number is 603-283-6160. 
If you want to participate, if you want to comment, uh, feel free to give us a call. Uh, nobody with us? Nobody's here. Nobody's here. All right. Uh, Peakless, do we have you somewhere? Somewhere over the rainbow. All right, yes. Uh, I do, since we've been talking about voting and all that kind of stuff, I do want to talk about the selection, or the election. Sorry, I put an S in that's silent normally for most people. <laughs> the selection. Uh, I, I know that a number of uh, you know libertarians got voted into New Hampshire and all that. I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on everywhere else. Right. Right, because... Holy crap. Oh, I'm sorry. We're on Beer Talk Live. Holy, Holy shit. fucking shit balls. Yes, thank you. Um like nobody you were saying earlier in the program that you know the the polls, the pre-election polls said a thing and like a lot of that didn't happen. Why do you think that happened? Um I would not be the least bit surprised if it was if it was rigged. They've certainly been working overtime to uh, basically make make it feel dangerous to question the results of elections. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's been the whole point of this election denier bullshit. <laughs> Coming, interestingly enough, term for from it. people who have also questioned the outcomes of of uh of elections <laughs> like hillary clinton mm-hmm. um but it's okay when they do it right oh yeah right yeah i saw a whole uh clip show put together of like all of the people in the democratic party that were questioning the election right after trump got elected mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and and i that was a big deal it was yeah. all over the fucking news and shit yeah it's and, and like not and like prominent Prominent politicians, prominent pundits and news people, all of them questioning this this election. And now it's heresy or terrorism or whatever it is. Yeah. How dare you question our election integrity? Integrity. Integrity. <laughs> integrity yeah. elections. Uh, it's been... Authority! <laughs> so what pisses me off even more than having to be subjected to these bullshit political ads for these fucking assholes I have no interest in. I never cared to know their fucking names ever. I don't care to know their names ever. Uh, I want them to have zero to do with my life at all, including appearing on my screen or screens or my audio devices or whatever in front of me, but they find fucking ways to do this shit, right? What pisses me off even more is that the election is over. When did it happen? When was the election? Tuesday? Mm-hmm. So what's today? Saturday? Mm-hmm. Maybe Sunday? Depending right. on how you slice it. I'm still seeing fucking ads for these people. I'm still seeing fucking ads. What Same fuck? fucking ads. Like, I don't know. Did they fuck up their contract and be like, uh, we want to run this ad for the entire month of November? Like, I don't know what the fuck is going <laughs> on. But I'm still seeing... The election's fucking over. I'm seeing well, ads for people who lost. Well, you know... And won, but like you- still... If you voted, what you could do, what I do, is when I see these ads, I go, huh, you don't have your shit together. Obviously. Guess I'll be not voting for you next year. I mean, politicians spend uh, an incredible amount of time worrying, thinking, and planning their next election and not really doing much of anything else. Mm, That's true. Because their main concern is retaining the power they've they've got once they've got it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
very true. But it's just like, really, you're going to subject me to this bullshit after the thing's over? At least have the common fucking courtesy to turn that shit. I turn it off <laughs> myself. But like, they still they creep up in your shit, man. You're like, what the fuck is this, man? Now, the thing that bugs me about uh, about the after election is that it takes for fuck ever to count these damn things. No, it doesn't. They just tell you that it does. Okay, well, fine. Then they ex- the, then what bugs me is that they extend the drama for another six fucking weeks after the election when it's completely unnecessary. Feels like they're yanking your chain, doesn't it? It does. And I do agree that in almost all circumstances, it's not an election, it's a selection. I get you there. But New Hampshire's fucking weird. Again, there's reasons why I'm here. You yeah. already know them. Yeah. So. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's totally, like, uh, apart from our earlier argument, yeah. uh, it, is, it is totally different, like, just the feel yeah. of uh, of voting in a New Hampshire election. Yeah. Because, like, no, no, I know that guy. Yeah. I met him. I, I met him. So, I uh, actually trust that he's going to not wield power. Well, and that's, like, that's that used to be how communities worked, right? Small group of people, small town, mm-hmm. whatever if that right and everybody sort of knew everybody else and you know knew, oh yeah no he won't follow through he's a lazy fuck oh he's on top of his shit he'll you know or even like the irish tuatha they would go to like a very respected wise person in their community and be like hey dude can you be an arbiter and help us salt we you know i this happened and i say this and he says that and we're trying to find a resolution that will you help like that's the way community worked and so mm-hmm. i agree with you it does feel different here and in fact uh, I will even go so far as to say that uh, I have met a whole bunch of Liberty people, and for the most part, they've been completely respectful in every way, shape, or form of me and my viewpoints and my, you know, respecting my freedoms and all of that kind of thing. Uh, it does feel different here, and I, I, I kind of had a sense of that before, and you guys both know, like, it took me two tries to get here, right? I was committed to getting here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm committed to being an ally mm. to to freedom, right? To liberty, if you will. I, whatever word mm. you want to use. I don't like I don't like the word libertarian because it has connotations of the party libertarian. I don't like using the word liberty. I prefer freedom over the word liberty. They're synonymous to me, but like just from a, a speaking perspective, I prefer saying freedom more so than liberty. But what I'm saying is that there's a whole bunch of people here that want to be more free than we are today. And that is, if nothing more, heartwarming to me that there exists a great number of people that desire more freedom. There's a word for this. It's called eleutheromania. Mm. And uh, 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 that's what they used to call runaway slaves, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, oh, what was that? I don't. I I. I, I think I know, but like I don't really know, if you know what I mean. Um, look that up, nobody, if you will, because I don't know uh, right now. Uh, but eleutheromania just means uh, an insatiable desire for freedom. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. Or eleutheromaniac would aptly describe me, right? As well as a whole bunch of people here in New Hampshire. Now, before the internet existed, I had been exposed to anarchism. Uh, one time by like a kid in my high school who was like a skater and listened to like suicidal tendencies and he tried to talk to me about anarchism and I'm like well what's that he's like well life without government and my response was 
who would want that? Because I was in high school. I was a kid. I was brainwashed, right? Yeah. And I remember this. So I don't know why I remember this. Like, I don't know if the kid had a cool skateboard or something. He was in the hallway, like freshman year of high school. And I remember just saying, who would want that? And now years later, I'm like, I was the dumb one. I the- would. Yeah. I would want that. Yeah, I now, I, I actually would, you know, <laughs> years later. And so then the next time I was exposed to, uh, you know, sort of freedom, if you will, was uh, uh, an article in a newspaper. It was the Chicago Tribune. It was before uh, Ron Paul 08, like whatever the, when he was still like running for governor mm. uh, in uh, Texas. Texas, thank you. Uh, it was just a little blurb. And it was like, you know, something you'd expect out of Ron Paul. It was like, I just want people to, like, make their own decisions, be responsible for themselves, and not have government get in their way. And, like, I had been reading the Chicago Tribune for quite some time because it was delivered to my door daily, if you will. Uh, it existed in my household where I lived. And, like, I was like, okay. I didn't live in Chicago, but, you know, I was nearby. So, like, it, you know, showed up and that kind of a thing. Anyway. Like every time somebody would quote a politician, I'd be like, "Ugh, that's such bullshit," <laughs> right? You know, and like I didn't Tends even to be. I didn't even pay attention to politics. I'd just like breeze through it on my way to the comics section, you know, and like I'd see some headline or some quote, and I'd be like, "Oh, fuck you," right? But then I stumbled upon this Ron Paul quote, and I was like, "Wow, that's the most sensible thing I think I've ever seen a politician like say." And yeah. this was probably I want to say maybe ninety two, ninety three. In that pocket is when I read this quote, and I was still a brainwashed fucking slave, right, statist at this time. So I I, I read this, and I'm like, that's, uh, you know, something. And so I go on with my life. Uh, uh, you know, I, I moved to Minneapolis at that point. Uh, years later, I moved to the Seattle, Washington area and, and did the music thing. And then uh, I, I don't even remember what it, it had to have been 9-11, right? 9-11 happens, um, and I start... I have the desire for more information and it's early in the internet age. I work for an internet company, arguably, right? We'll call it an internet company, a dot, dot bomb company, if you will. They tried to do the IPO thing and failed and everybody, mm. nobody, they gave you a whole bunch of stock options. Nobody got anything from it, right? Because they failed. Anyway, uh, I'm working for a tech company when nine 11 happens and I'm able to go online and go, well, what, what about this? And ask questions. Right. The Socratic method that we talked about earlier in the program, uh, came into play and I just started asking why, why, why this, why that, why, 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 why? I was like two again. Right? <laughs> why, why? And what I discovered. Oh, suddenly there was someone who could give you an answer, not so much someone, but something that could answer the question why. What I discovered is very common for libertarians, voluntarists, anarchists, whatever you want to call these people, is something very common. I discovered that I always felt this way, right? Like it was just that finally somebody explained it to me in a way that I could comprehend and understand. Not only that, like that was an amazing epiphany, a life-changing moment, a pivot, if you will, for how Captain Kickass ended up in New Hampshire, right? Like that was an amazing, but in addition to that, realizing that I was not the only one. Right. Because up until the advent of the internet, the statists did a real good job of hiding other voluntarists from other voluntarists. They did a fucking excellent job. There was, I can't tell you, uh, uh, outside of those two things I cited, 
right? This kid coming up to me and telling me about anarchy and the Ron Paul. I can't tell you another instance in my life where uh, anarchism, you know, or, or the desire to remove the state from our lives, right? Because that's the common thread between libertarians, anarchists, and volunteers. We all want the state to get the fuck out of our way, right? So I can't, I can't tell you another time in my life outside of up in, you know, the late 90s internet where I was introduced to those ideas. It just so happened that the internet was so wild west enough, information was traveling so freely, Mm -hmm. that I was able to not only get the information that had never been presented to me before in any way, shape, or form, including by public education, Mm -hmm. most importantly, but also realize that I was not alone. Yeah. Right? Because when I would say things like, well, the government shouldn't be doing that. People would be like, oh, well, and they'd make some excuse for whatever the government's doing. And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but that doesn't make it right. And like, I noticed things from time to time, like before I heard anybody else talk about it, I noticed that police and judges get paid by the same bank. Huh. (laughs) Wow. Oh, is that a conflict of interest? Hmm. Oh my gosh, it is a conflict of interest, but... Oh, you mean uh, that they... uh, uh, The same bank would uh, contribute to both campaigns. No, no, no. Like, in any city, right, uh, the police and the judges... I think he's saying that the same people write their checks, not that the same people cash their checks. Right, right, yes. yes. So uh, the judge gets his check issued by, you know, Bank of X, and the policeman gets his check issued by the same fucking Bank of X. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a court case and you're... Well, Coke and Pepsi may use the same bank, too, but that doesn't mean they're on the same side. Well, right, but you can rest assured that the cops and the judges are because mm-hmm. they're both paid by the city of whatever, right? Right. Yeah, the people writing the checks are the same, not the people cashing the checks. Right. That's the yeah. uh, right. salient point. Right, they're both paid by the same entity. And so that's a conflict of interest in any other part of the court system. Your lawyer could be like, oh, I object, Your Honor, that's a conflict of interest. And the judge would go like, yep, sure as fuck is. Uh, objection sustained, right? But when you bring it up in court where, like, yeah, a traffic ticket or something, if you bring it up in court and you're like, uh, you know, judge, uh, I'd like to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, object for conflict of interest. Uh, yourself and, uh, you know, Mr. Officer here, you both get paid by the same entity, and that's a conflict of interest. They go overruled. Oh, well, who are you asking? Oh, the judge that is paid by the same person as the policeman? Yeah. Wouldn't you know? We investigated ourselves and found and found that we were guilty yeah. of nothing. So I noticed things. Wouldn't like it this. be nice if somebody could get a judge into office that wouldn't do that? <laughs> nice. Good yeah. luck. Good it would luck. be it would be nice if uh, Frog didn't bump their butt when they jumped. But you know, <laughs> actually, funny thing, um, my my attorney. From the uh, from the Crypto Six case, yeah, yeah, he's a judge now in Florida. Wow, yeah. Okay, you mean the one That's, that uh, represented you, or the one that uh, prosecuted you? Um, the one who Good question. <laughs> uh, one of the ones who represented me, not um, not Anessa, um. Was he your PD? Which I think I missed. Uh, no, it was the 
Um, I had actually three lawyers um, when this whole thing was going down. I had uh, Anessa, who was the pretty blonde that nobody will ever forget. Um, I've got, I had uh, Chris Brown and my uh, local counsel was, uh, what? What the hell did they call? Uh, so how did they go from um, like your attorney to judge in Florida? Like, I mean, I guess I don't really want to know. I don't. I don't care that much. But it seems like there's a story to tell there that maybe you probably don't even know. Um. Well, I mean, I guess it's something he's been working on for a long time. That's kind of. I can't imagine. I mean, that's kind of the promised land for lawyers. Mm-hmm. I guess I can't imagine like climbing the government ladder like i've never worked for the government uh, directly in any way shape or form i mm-hmm. i may have worked for a company that had some government contracts and things like that so indirectly you know i was probably deriving some tiny percentage of my income from tax funded stuff uh but uh, not directly and also i've never really been like a ladder climber Right, I've never been the guy that shows up and tries to, you know, kick ass and schmooze and be like buddy up with the fucking the the execs. Go but play, if you show up, what fucking, else are you going to do? Go play fucking golf and you know all that kind of shit. I'm like, I just want to come here, do my work, go the fuck home. Right? Mm. Uh, for me, having a day job has always been a method to fuel my real life. <laughs> <laughs> right. The rest of my life, because I was always doing something else. There's a joke made about. Uh, uh, Los Angeles, California, because that's where all the wannabe actors and musicians and that type of thing, you know, artists, they all go to Los Angeles. I don't know why, right? Especially with the internet. But at any rate, they would all go to Los Angeles, and the running joke was that everybody you meet is, was an actor is something else, ah. right? So you go out to a breakfast restaurant and you got a waitress or whatever, and and you're like, oh, well, what do you do? And you know, obviously she's waiting on you, but she's like, well, I'm an actress and I'm from Illinois and, you know, whatever. And they give you a spiel about what they're mm. there. Or I'm a screenwriter or, well, I'm a musician. I'm in a band. We're playing Friday night at the blah, blah, blah. And like, here's a flyer. Come and see us. You know, everybody there is somebody else. And I live that kind of a life. My day job was there only to fuel the rest of my life. And that was making music and, you know, uh, being on stage and playing heavy metal guitar. So, like, I understand what that is. I don't remember my point now. Me neither. But I will say that a big part of the reason that that is so is because the the ladder that they offer us to climb is shit. I mean, like, there are certain games that are available for us to play socially if we're going to play within the bounds of our society as it exists. Okay. And they all suck. Like... There there was, you know, in my grandfather's age, like a, a way that, okay, yeah, you could just work for a company and do that for like your whole life and it'd be fine and they'd that'd be enough for your retirement and you could afford a house and you could have a family. That was available. And it is not available to me and has never been available for my whole life. I mean... You can't afford a house. That's not going to happen. Like, God, no one can afford those things. Well, not anymore, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, The idea of having a family with only one person working? Man. Oh, yeah. That's uh, insanely difficult, if not impossible, to do. Uh, Two-income families are the norm. Two-income households 
are their own. Don't even have to be a family, mm-hmm. right? More and more people, particularly since uh, the recent rash of inflation, uh, are cohabitating. And I don't even mean romantically. I'm talking about the number of people who like rent a house and get like you know four bedroom house and four roommates mm-hmm. has increased more than anybody's probably reporting on. Oh yeah, yeah. And so for me, uh, a big, a big thing that has a big part of my life has been discovering what is wrong exactly. Okay. Because my whole life I have you spent trying to do something else. What is wrong? With what is wrong specifically? With the, or? What is wrong with the game that we have inherited? Like, th- there is this approximate set path, and I have known since I was a, since I was, I don't know, high school maybe. Yeah, that there is something very, very wrong with this. You've had that sense yeah. for a long time, and and uh, let's just define the prescribed path, right? That is, uh, go to school, go to college, get a degree, get a job, get married, have kids, buy a house. And then die. Yeah. I mean, that's basically oh, it. Oh, and nutshell. retire. Oh, yeah, retire, buy an RV, right? That kind of shit, right? Everybody knows this. How do we know this? Where does this knowledge even come from? Because I don't remember reading a book saying, hey, here's the course of life that you must take. But everybody knows that these mm-hmm. are the, like, sort of milestones in life, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. Where, where does this shit come from? Well, when your brain was a sponge... This was in the atmosphere. This is what you this is what you saw around you. So like if you think real hard, you know exactly what a table leg tastes like. <laughs> now, the reason that wood you know exactly wood. <laughs> All right. And the reason That's you know exactly what that tastes say? like. Do you know what a wooden table leg tastes like? I mean, wood I would imagine, but <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I mean, there, there's all sorts of things like that that, like, it's very strange that you know that. And the reason you know that is because when you were a little, you know, little crawling baby, you gnawed on a table leg. So you know what that tastes like. And there's all these things that we just absorb because they're part of our society. But how is it the same for every fucking buddy? How is everybody that's what a culture is. agreed upon these? I, I feel like that's not cultural. I feel like go to school, get a degree, you know, uh, sorry, go to school, go to college, get a degree, get married, get a, get a job, buy a, not in any particular order, get a job, mm-hmm. uh, have some kids, uh, retire, buy an RV. I don't feel like that is just sort of the culturally accepted norm. I feel like that's been... Uh, programmed into our minds by I don't know, television, perhaps. That's part of it, right now. So, is I mean, television like, part of culture, sure, but like I, I feel like that is that is nefarious program. I feel like that's malware because not everybody's, in fact, hardly anybody's life should be like that. That should be the life path for a very small percentage of people, probably, hmm. right? And there should be. Hundreds, millions, hundreds of millions of different life paths for everybody. Yeah. But but there doesn't, like, everybody just seems to sort of follow, you know, it's a very drone-like behavior. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this is the prescribed path. That's like, yeah, and, and to a large degree, that is malware. And, like, yes, it is uh, your culture, but that culture is being governed, if you will. Like, it is being directed in a certain and particular path. And so, 
This is one of the most interesting things about what's happening now is that we are, for the first time in my awareness, to anything resembling this degree, we are able to create our own media. Yes. I mean, throughout time, yes. the the information has been tightly controlled, like very tightly controlled. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it peaked with television. I think television was like the peak level of control of the masses. Yeah. And as soon as the internet hit, it started breaking that. Yes. Agreed. So. And, and and all the way back through time, all of the different, you know, radio and newspaper and books and all of that, these are all very tightly controlled forms of, uh, of information dispersal. So whoever was in control of those choke points yeah. was able to propagandize as they will. So, yeah, I mean, for example, uh, having both genders working is a radical shift. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is. Yeah, yeah. Hugely no, different. And, and like, it's obvious to me after some thinking about that situation that that was just a way to double the taxation. Mm-hmm. Well, so it doubles because, the taxation. Right. Because you have two incomes now, two incomes to tax instead of just one. Now you have two. Now, maybe it didn't exactly double, but thereabouts, yeah. they sure as fuck got way more tax money than they were getting before. So. It doesn't just do that, though. It does that and a bunch of other horrible things that they want. So another thing that it does, okay, well, now you have a bunch of unprotected children. Because mm. that's the thing. This is how we divided labor. Yep. yep. Like, hey, you're good at the whole multitasking thing. Yep. How about you watch more than one human as it, you know, finds a way to endanger its life? Right. Because that's what they do. Because that's what they yeah. do. They're little death magnets. Hell, there's adults that still do that shit. Right. Yeah. So, okay, now that both of you are working, there's no one watching your kids. Oh, well, that can't be. we got to have someone watch their kids. How about the government? They'll be happy to watch your kids for free. Yeah. I mean, good luck. But they'll be Only happy to do it. Only a fool would let his enemy uh, educate his children, Malcolm X. Yeah. Whole bunch of fools around the globe. Ain't that the case? Whole, uh, whole bunch of motherfuckers don't know who their enemies are. Yep. Well, so so there's so there's a, uh, a, the, the access to children is another thing that they wanted. Um, it breaks up our, like, the simplicity of our worldview. So now we're in a world that has never been faced before. So, uh, like... You do not have Was the same neurological Was anybody ever abilities. in a world that has been faced before? Sure, more or less. So that's the thing. Like it's <laughs> it, it, it's it, mostly it, less. I think. Well, it's a matter of degree. So there's slightly different. Uh, are you going to get off on global different. warming now? I've never gotten off on global warming before. <laughs> well, it is a matter of degree. <laughs> it's a matter of degree. Uh, oh my God. God damn it, nobody. <laughs> it's a sick world, and I'm a happy guy. Take a tip from your uncle, nobody. <laughs> yeah, and a functional family is a source of great strength to the individual. And that is the last fucking thing that they want. Yeah. Uh, there are, uh, uh, I, I keep reading articles about like, uh, 
You know, lots of people are embracing the single life these days more so than ever before. And it's mm-hmm. like, I wonder why. Hmm. wonder why, you know? Could it be that we're being constantly fed these messages about how the worst possible thing you can do as a human being is to have kids? I mean, what does that do to your carbon footprint? Yeah. Infinity! Like, even as, uh, you know, uh, I'll call myself an anarchist. I gotta say, they're not entirely wrong there, because the the problem that we've had since we first started, well, not since we started, but um, since since the Industrial Revolution, Mm -hmm. uh, the whole problem that society has suffered from is insufficient accumulation of capital. And what I mean by that is there's not enough, um, there just aren't enough jobs um, to keep everybody uh, satisfied. Well, um, one solution to that is definitely having uh, fewer children so that, you know, when uh, um, when somebody opens a new factory and hires, uh, you know, 10,000 more people, well, uh, he doesn't hear, yeah, well, that many people were born last year, so we're still moving backwards. I mean, apparently there are enough jobs, at least in the area known as the United States of America, uh, because uh, while, uh, you know, all the... All the businesses, quote, open back up, unquote, hmm. post uh, the propagandemic, as I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's still fucking hiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody I know that's serious about having gotten a job or getting a job has gotten one lickety split. Yeah, might not be the right one right off the bat. Maybe they got to get a job and then, you know, like get it, take another job after they got that first one or whatever. But the market still exists. So apparently, the other thing that bugs me since we're talking about jobs. It doesn't bug me. It just makes me go, how did that happen? Is um, we've allowed uh, the we've allowed people to monetize attention seeking. Mm. And well, I, I don't mean allowed. Allowed is a poor word, but that's a always been true. A phenomena has taken place, particularly on the internet, where now your job can just be getting attention. Well, that's always been a job. How so? Okay, yeah, two I mean, ways. Number I've, one, I've entertainment. I've to watch professional masturbators. I think it's both hilarious and wonderful that you can make a living masturbating if you happen to be. What do you do all day at work? I jerk off. I am specifically referring to like, I don't know, things like uh, like OnlyFans, for example. Right? Yeah. You know? And I'm fully yeah, on board with them existing. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. I'm fully on board with these things existing. They don't violate the nap in any way, shape, or form. And if there's a market for it, it should totally exist. So it's just, I like... I remember a time before that was a thing, right? If you wanted your job to be getting attention, right, you had to go through a different method. You couldn't, like, work from home and do it, right? You had to, I don't know, go try and be a rock star, for example, right? You had to, uh, you know, go try and be an actor in L.A. or New York or something, right, if, if that was sort of what you're after. You want to be so a comedian, you know, that you had to go and get your attention a different way. Now you could just put a camera up and... You know, right. Bam. So it's nothing new. It's just changed the method. 
But it, because it, no, no, no. You put you pointed it out. Uh, uh, if you want to be a rock star, if you want to be, uh, you know, a movie star. Yeah. Okay, that's getting attention for a living. So, for that matter, is advertising. It's a different kind of getting attention, but it's definitely getting people's attention for a living. So, like, none of this is new. It's just the methods changed. That's and true. Good. Yeah, the tech has changed and for like, certain. And like, I'm grateful for it, of course. But I just it it doesn't bug me. But I'm just like, what a weird turn of events for humanity. Hmm. That now, like, it used to be very few people would get that attention. Now, like, a whole bunch of people can get attention. Uh, it looks like we have a caller, Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? Yeah, it's Joa. <laughs> hey, hey, what's up, Joa? How the fuck are you? Oh, I'm doing fucking great. It just feels fucking awesome to be calling into Free Talk Live. Well, it's Beard Talk without Live. Without having to be fucking censored. Okay. <laughs> it is Beard Talk Live. This, this is, uh, yeah, it, it's Beard Talk Live, and it's uncensored. And uh, Do you still have the beard? I do, so I technically am uh, allowed to call in, right? Nice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'd be allowed to call in anyway. I just, you know, would know whether or not to make fun of it. exception for you. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> have you been uh, getting, uh, you know, struck by politicians and falsely accused of uh, assaults uh, lately? No, no, no. Never, never, never. Okay, that would right. never, never <laughs> happen. The one-time occurrence? I mean, oh, wait, did it happen twice in one week? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> twice in one week? I only knew about uh, Baldock. See, that's what you or all do. You do know, it twice. That, well, see, the thing is that there wasn't much video coverage, and my video isn't really telling all the way. But you do see my camera go flying a little bit and hit the ground. Who in was the perspective who, of the camera? Who was the other tyrant? Uh, that would be uh, shit. I forget his name. Oh no, it's a weird. It's name. in. Um, it I just shared another video in all these chats, right? But here's the deal. Uh, put out another video, and I, I, I I'm just dropping him because yeah. he's shared free keen stuff but um the other the maggie hassan uh security or whatever mm. he, i try to do the same thing to maggie hassan right tell her that she's a warmonger and she sucked right mm. uh and uh in that process this guy obstructed my path and pushed me twice and then he knocked my phone out of my hand knocking to the ground um and then he wants to go ahead and slander me about the bulldog incident. Like, oh, he uh, he attacked us or whatever. He did something physical at right. our event. It's not true. He physically showed up. <laughs> yeah, I physically showed up in front of their faces and told them how fucking shitty they are. That's what I did. And filmed it. God. Mm-hmm. And you know what is something funny is that uh, I even did this uh, to John McCain back in the day. And almost exactly the same thing happened, except I didn't get arrested. Um, I told John McCain within like two feet away from his face, he was getting into a, a, a transport vehicle to the airport. Um, and I told him end the war. And that was, a, uh, I had a cut vinyl on backside of a Ron Paul sign and it said end the war. And I was pointing to it just in case you couldn't hear me as I was, you know, I'm a pretty loud guy. I'm sure you heard me. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden I get hit by two protesters. They punch oh. me in the back and I turn around and I get punched in the stomach. Oh, dude. And that was right in front of a state trooper too, and he did absolutely nothing. I was going to say, around, yeah, huh? I'd be surprised I'm otherwise. Yeah, you've probably got a reputation. Uh, I, I mean, I know you do with us, but you know, with law enforcement now, you know, particularly oh, yeah. after some publicity, you gain a reputation, and of course, uh, you know, when when you're assaulted, they're going to look the other way. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing, too, is like, you know, the cops of the Bulldog scene, they both said that they saw, they saw nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we have liars. video of them actually looking at the whole thing, so they're liars. <laughs> and so I'm going to try to get both of those officers on the lorry list for lying. And I, I also am going to get the other officer that you may not realize, Dom Bulldog. He's a part-time officer. Oh, I did not know that. And I did yeah. not know that. I knew that because I listened to Free Talk Live. Yeah, very nice. Smart. That's smart of you, Daily. <laughs> You listen um, when you're not on the show? I do. Oh, I, I try to. <laughs> no, I, I try to. I, I'm not always success. I'm less successful than I, I used to listen to the digest every day, right? No matter who was on. Uh, and then sometimes I would catch the entire show, like during that week or whatever, if I had, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm like, okay, Especially well. Especially if it's a really good show that you can tell from the digest. Well, no, I mean, like yeah. I would listen live, right? On, oh. uh, you know, freetalklive.com or lrn.fm. Um, I would listen live, you know, I'm like, well, nothing good is on TV and, you know, I don't have to, you know, do anything. All my chores are done. And, you know, I think I'll just turn on the free talk live while I dink around on the internet for a while, <laughs> oh, right? yeah. you know? Nice. So. Yeah. You can turn those, uh, you know, you can listen to the podcast and do it that way and put yep. on two times speed. You know, this weighs around these uh, time consuming ways. Indeed. But, but, uh, but yeah, go on. Oh, uh, oh man, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say first off, the co- all the cops know me, at least as of a few years ago, yeah. uh, the Rhode Island, uh, put, uh, the Rhode Island fusion center put out a memo about me, uh, and they shared my video links. Thank you. <laughs> and those videos. <laughs> first of all, let me just say. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> to get to get the man to share your video links is just that's another level, dude. It's it another is. level. When I hear, it, what's great about this is like both the videos that the these two video links that they shared, uh, they're very popular videos now because of that, I think. But I um I went into the studios, YouTube studios, and I put ad breaks every thirty seconds. So if they're gonna watch these videos, I'm gonna get paid for it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because you haven't said hey. yet, uh, how do people find your videos, Joe? Mm. Uh, Free Talk Live. Uh, oh, sorry. How do they find I mean, your uh, videos? Yeah, you can find me on Free Talk Live. Yeah, you're right. Um, you can go to Breaking the Flaw on YouTube in Odyssey and um, check them out. Is that and breaking? Like a lot of videos that are on there. Is that breaking with breaking a G? Breaking the Flaw. Okay. Yes, with a G. I know it's Rhode Island slang, I guess. I guess. I just want to make sure you weren't first a break dancer and then you became an activist. Yeah, no, see, I, I dance so hard, I break the floor. <laughs> Question for you, um, yes. Joe. Would you, would you have any interest in producing uh, content? In what content? I mean, not that I you do? don't produce content, but producing as in filling the role of a producer producing nobody's content indeed oh yeah i'd be down i've been doing some uh uh local uh videography and graphic design for somebody that we all know silver dave so uh, yeah i i'll be willing to do other stuff um yeah Mm -hmm. what do you have in mind but I mean, we can talk about this off air. Um, <laughs> off well, air-ish. I mean, we can we can talk about it about it here. Maybe get some some buzz going. Um, there, there's a couple of different things I I wanted want to do. Uh, one of them is 
Uh, the only thing I don't like about Free Talk Live is I never thought I would say this. There's too many anarchists. Um, <laughs> and and the, to differ. The, the problem is um, <laughs> radio. Uh, one of the things that keeps radio lively is when people disagree oh, vehemently. Yeah. Like I disagree really enjoyed yes, the. I, agree uh, I disagreely agree with you mm-hmm. on that, and I do. Yeah, so, I, so, so like I'd need... like to get people of different political philosophies and and do like uh, more or less recorded Zoom calls um, right. with them and like discuss things and see if. You know, see see if there's a way to communicate with, you know, the uh, the economic flat earthers and such. Uh, that's that's one thing that I want to do. Uh, the other well, thing people, that I wanted, yeah, I was but say, modern people, monetary uh, theory people, is so modern. Mm. Well, hey, nobody, uh, a lot of people suggest to me, why don't you do like, you know, that Mark Dice type of thing where you go out on the street and you, you know, ask these uh, funny questions, not funny questions, but they get funny answers, like who won the Civil War, right? And like, if we can get like free talk live on the streets, that'd be kind of cool because people don't really oh, want to call good. in. I uh, really like the What is a clip. Woman movie. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah, fascinating. Um, and although I, I don't know, I, I have no interest in picking on, uh, what is a woman? Basically it was this, uh, this conservative, uh, guy who went around to a bunch of liberal hotspots and, and basically said, um, okay, so, so you're, you're marching for women's rights. What's a woman? And try to make people right. define the word, which they're terrified to do, because if they do it, they'll really take it out of them. Um, and uh, and it was it. I haven't seen the whole thing, but the excerpts that I've seen were 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 pretty pretty amusing. And you know, one one guy yeah. said uh, said, "Oh, well, I'm I'm not a woman, so I can't answer that." Um, you know, only a woman could a- could answer that. And and the the interviewer said, "Well, are you a cat?" And the guy said, "No." And he said, "Well, can you tell me what a cat is?" Only a cat could tell you. And since cats can't talk, no yeah. one can hey, know. We know what's better than the uh, that documentary is uh, the Babylon Bees version of What Is a Woman. And basically, they 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 have this guy sit down. They ask him a simple question: "What is a woman?" And it's like, um, it doesn't. It's this is a woman that has a vagina and doesn't have a penis. And then they go, "Okay, um, I guess we can wrap it up here." And then they show they show an hour and a half of credits. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, personally, personally, well, we actually have a have a uh, Supreme Court justice uh, now who just I don't know how she's going to uh, going to rule on things like discrimination cases because she doesn't know what a woman is, right? 
you know, <laughs> which is how up. I think we should deal with 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 the whole with the whole thing is like they passed that law in California that said every corporate board had to have X number of women on it. It's like, oh, okay, no problem. Joe and Frank are women now. They get a bonus every week for that. Um, <laughs> so I have a different opinion on that. I actually think the government should absorb as much as they can about these like uh, gay rights and everything like that. The reason why is that they just keep accepting it and just passing it. It's really irrelevant to us. Like, really doesn't bother most people. Uh, generally, it's just like a it's a you know personal belief system. But like, if government makes it a so acceptance and it makes it absurd, right? So we just let them accept it, accept it. Never fight against gay marriage. Let them do it. Why am I getting as music? much as we can? Only a woman. Oh, Team America. <laughs> Only a woman. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> it just came to mind. You guys kept talking about what is a woman, and I'm like, oh, only a woman. I just thought I'd bring it up. I, I feel like government should deal with matters that uh, that actually matter. Like, um, like the, those are the real big decision makers. Let them have all this crap. Honestly, let them have it. Have what? Make them feel better. Let them have it. Have what does what? it bother us? You know? I, I'd rather they dealt with nothing at all. Well, yeah. At least nothing to do with me, anyway. Yeah. Right, so like it doesn't bother me that the government's getting involved, other than that it's like maybe wasting, you know, our tax dollars in the in the essence. But yeah, like I, I just, remember back in the day when it was matter. the the whole the big push for gay marriage, and I'm like, um, why is the government involved in marriage at all? Right, yeah, that actually right. sort of pushed me more uh, towards you know if I wasn't an anarchist already, I was like, it made me look at. Why is government involved in marriage? Like, mm-hmm. how did that start? Why Why are Great. they the official register? Why Why are they involved in everybody's personal relationships in the first place? They have no mm-hmm. business being involved there. Racism. You know why they <laughs> started marriage racism. licenses? Hmm? Do you know why they started marriage licenses? Racism. Yeah. Um, to make sure that blacks and whites didn't uh, have babies. Uh, yeah, the miscognition or something they called it, which I would have thought meant misunderstanding, but oh yeah, um, that's not actually misogynation. Oh, uh, misogynation. I think that's no, the that's word. a hatred of women. Um, no, that's a, a miso- nation full of misogynists is a misogynation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm pretty sure it's something like uh, misogynation or. Something along those lines, but yeah. If only there were a device. Lee, Lee, you gave me a misogynation uh, maybe a month ago. Now. <laughs> I misogynated his back. Miss, <laughs> ca- miss, uh, yes. oh, Okay, we found it at the same time. Oh, by the way, um... sorry, just uh, for the people listening, the definition of miss. Kegination or kegination is the interbreeding of people who are considered to be members of different races. Yeah. Oh, and the the uh, word I was looking for earlier uh, was drapetomania. Ooh, what's drapetomania? A person who really likes drapes. A drapetomania. This is Wikipedia. 
was a supposed mental illness that, in 1851, American physician Samuel A. Cartwright hypothesized as the cause of enslaved Africans fleeing captivity. (laughs) Uh, I do remember this word, yes. This hypothesis centered around the belief that slavery was such an improvement upon the lives of slaves that only those suffering from some form of mental illness would wish to escape. Um, yeah, and great name I, I really yeah. would love to get a doctor to, to diagnose me with this. Oh my um, god, dude, and that's then hilarious. use it to become uh use it to become like uh disabled. Disabled or whatever, yeah. You well, could probably use it to get a weed card in some other state. Well, I mean know? from the government's perspective, I, I got it would definitely card. be a disability. What? Do you, do you From know the government's what I, perspective, that would be a disability. Yeah. Do you, you know might have a weed card for my uh, for my card. weed card, Captain? No, I don't. What is the reason, nobody? <laughs> PTSD from the FBI driving a tank into my fucking house. I could see where that would give Fair you enough. some anxiety. <laughs> so, in spite of the I fact hate that anxiety, it, that stuff makes me nervous. So, in spite of the fact that it has a C in it, it is pronounced miscegenation. No. Oh. But yeah, there were no marriage licenses before somebody got a wild hair up their ass and decided that. That, you know, everybody had to be in matching sets, like dishes, you know, all the same pattern. Well, we should all be gray NPCs, right? And then when you have sex with someone, you have a lot less chance of getting pregnant because you don't know if they're male or female. But Uh. we're all just gray NPCs. Hmm. While we're doing the future uh, guys, get used to it. While we're doing vocabulary hour, also from Wikipedia, eleutheromania or eleutrophilia. What? Who? Miscegenation. Oh, he's playing the pronunciation for us. Yes, I actually looked at the oh. pronunciation. You're correct. I was like, has that mad bastard gotten fucking Alexis or whatever? <laughs> <Alexis>. <laughs> That's the stripper version of Alexa. Alexis. <laughs> uh, eleutheromania or eleutrophilia is a manic or frantic zeal for freedom. Some usages of the term make it sound like it could be used in a medical context with a hint of an irrational disorder. Uh, blah, 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 blah. However, usage assigns the term to normal human emotional responses such as a mere passion for liberty. So eleutheromania. Hey, I, I, I I'm, comfortable cons- I'm comfortable describing myself as an eleutrophiliac. I'm an eleutheromaniac, because it sounds a lot like a Hulkamaniac. Hey, here, here's a controversy for you. Like, you know how people refer their cars as, like, women? Like, oh, my beauty, she's awesome. I refer oh, my to my boat. house that oh, way, yeah. yeah. My boat's so- what, what are you trying to refer? Are you trying to refer women or just objects? So I mean, naming look, boats if, after men. if a woman had a door that I could walk into and, and it would and it would give an echo, I would be like, whoa, hey, <laughs> I'd be like, gee, honey, you have a big pussy. Gee, honey, you have a big pussy. And she'd be like, why'd you say oh. it twice? And I'd say I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, actually, sick? No, nah, but the guy before you was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it was. Uh, <laughs> so it was actually the other way around. the uh, The reason that they named their that they would say that their ship was female yeah. was actually so that they could deobjectify it, so that they would think of it as right, a so it living, women. conscious sort of being. And so I always found that to be like 
in my life growing up or whatever, I always found that to be like sort of a, a term of endearment, right? You're going to name your car, your boat, your house, whatever it is. You're going to name it a thing and you're going to, you know, treat it like you would treat a woman. Assumably, so that meant you were going second, to treat though. it well, right? Not, yeah, you know, you like, were going to like beat the fuck out of it and, you know, torture it and, you know, otherwise make it your slave or whatever, right? You right. weren't going to be. You feel like a cop. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess it could be true if you bought, like, you know, the proverbial $500 winter beater back in the day that was all rusted out and you only wanted to drive it around for the winter so you didn't damage your, your beautiful and pristine <laughs> car. Right? But I would look yeah. at someone right, funny like, if they named that. <laughs> I mean, like maybe you should name your beater your beater car after your mother in law. Then uh, you don't feel so bad about beating it up. No, I think you should name it after politicians. Mm. Oh my god! <laughs> It'll help with the abuse. This is my new car, Nancy. Well, new to me, and it's named after Pelosi. Everybody to the Biden mobile. <laughs> see, like, see, I broke the misogynistic uh, aspect of calling your car a female. So my van, it's gray. I call it Gandalf, but maybe, just maybe, oh. I'm going to call it the Bulldog. I refer to my house. Oh, that's nice, actually. I refer to my house as Old Betsy. I don't know why. Just it popped into my head one day, and I'm like, "Yep, gonna call it Old Betsy." And so that's now. Was this before or after you did a lot of repairs on it? Before, actually, knowing huh. no, I probably, I mean, that's probably why. Like, I'm like Old Betsy. She's my house is 120 fucking years old or right. some shit, right? So it like it's old, you know. And Betsy just seemed like a like a great grandmotherly name, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't think I inferred like Betsy Ross in any way, shape, or form, but like maybe I did because like that that caricature of her like being a gray haired lady in a rocking chair with her knitting needles, like right. you know, creating the flag or whatever. Maybe that's you hey, know, Captain. Next time I drive by your house, I'm expecting some apple pie smells, okay? Why? Because it, well, he's driving the, past the old Betsy. Betsy. <laughs> old Betsy ought to have some apple pies cooling on the cell. Hey, old, old Betsy don't cook. I mean, I have facilities to cook, but like, she doesn't actually do any of the cooking. Sadly. It's just been a well, laundry. As well I don't know. I don't want my house to cook anything, least of all me. I was like, I was like, first of all, Joe, lower your expectations. <laughs> Lowered expectations. I didn't expect that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, I will not compromise. <laughs> I will not be denied apple pie on the windowsill. Uh, Joe, I'm, yeah. Joe, I just want to okay. take, I just want to take a minute, and because you know Veterans Day was the other day. Uh, I, I gave my little thank you to the veterans on, on Free Talk Live on Friday, uh, which was basically, yeah. hey, we know where you are. Because yeah, everybody revealed them themselves. Can I thank them real quick? Yeah, you can. Sure. I want to thank them. Okay, ready? Thank you for your service. <laughs> wow. That was, that was special. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say, I'd like to say a piece in, in honor of Veterans Day. Right. I'm sorry for your service. Yeah. My oh. condolences. Yeah, like, like, really, like, I was kind of being, being an asshole about it. I was like, you know, know. what, you, you fuckers are entitled. You go into places, you're like, can I see the veterans menu, please? And it's like, you know what? I've you- never even fucking heard of a place having a special menu for veterans. Oh yeah, places will print up like a whole alternate menu uh, with the discounted well, prices, right? You know, and for veterans, and they'll have specials and like, oh, veterans get a free beer today. Now it's like a cheapo, it's a PBR or like fucking some shitty. beer here, right 
but th- all of these things occur, and now it's expected. It's expected by these people right, right? now. Mm-hmm. I don't like. First of all, you already lived at the behest of the rest of the public while you were quote serving unquote. That is being a mercenary for the United States of America. Right. Hey, you know, maybe we should reclaim Veterans Day for like activists that get arrested or uh, victims of the state. We should reclaim it. We, we should do that. We should yeah. uh, next next Veterans Day. We should have like like a party someplace. Volunteerist day and and like uh, the, the I I was really bummed that they ended the NH Brass Balls Award. <laughs> that's um, a great award for for <laughs> activists i i never i never want they literally gave you a a, a set of brass ball bearings <laughs> um so it was cheap to do but uh i really liked the idea and i i never won one because as soon as i started doing activism they they saw the handwriting on the wall and they just folded up shop they were oh. like there's no way we can afford that many balls <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, uh, I would, uh, you know, honorarily award that uh, to Joa as well as nobody. Uh, Absolutely, and I'd, pro- Y'all I'd probably both have give some brass balls in your act now. What's that, Joe? Say again. Oh, I said I'd probably give my my award up to Precedence now. Okay, I mean that would be he's your had, prerogative. He's been arrested way more than me, and and <laughs> he deserves, you know, some cr- uh, notoriety and credit on this. If you have that. If you haven't watched, and I'm talking to the listeners now, if you haven't watched uh, videos from Breaking the Flaw, uh, (laughs) he talks to police and government officials in ways that most people would never fucking dream of, and it is glorious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I... I, I, It just comes natural, you know? So you had referred to uh, veterans as mercenaries, and I'm going to push back on you on that one because at least a mercenary is self-directed. They're just hitmen. They get paid a lot better too. Mm-hmm. They do get paid though. That's why the mercenary part. That's true. So it's funny you say that because I, I ran into uh, this guy the other night at Murphy's uh, tap room over in Manchester, right? Yep. And it was the election night, and it was just like this guy there. I I was directed by someone, "Hey, go meet this guy," and I walked up to him. He looked like Bubbles. I'm not even joking. From Trailer Park Boys, Bubbles. And I started talking to him, and he was like bragging about how hillary clinton tweeted his photo whatever it wasn't a big deal okay but the thing is is that um he started talking about how he volunteered to go kill russians in ukraine like five years ago and he's still like doing it and it just he's a little off and i was like uh, you're saying that you went and killed russians for fun and he's like yeah and i was like ah man i can't associate with you and I started backing off. He's trying to like pull me back in. I'm like, no, 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 dude, I can't talk to oh, you. I you're a psychopath. Yeah. Please excuse yeah, me. Real. I'm going to get as far away from you as I reasonably can. I had a conversation with uh, with an ex marine. He was a sharpshooter. He happened to be in a position above me at a job, and we were at one of these, uh, you know, company uh, shindigs. Might have even been the company holiday party. Now that I think of it, and uh, you know, got a few cocktails in him. He started talking about what it was like to kill somebody with his long rifle. And he's like, you know, I I don't know why I did it, but I just did, and I kind of liked it. 
you know, and he would describe, he used words like seeing their heads explode at the end of my rifle because, you know, he's a long rifle guy, right? You know, just, uh, I, I, I knew I knew I was killing somebody, but it didn't really bother me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I had the same reaction. I'm like, I got to, like, not be around this guy. I got to, like, go over here now. Because mm. I was just like, holy fuck. And you could, like, as he's describing this, you could see the lack of emotion in him. Now, mm-hmm. I, I... I was I afraid of him? Not in the moment, but like in general, that is the type of person I do not want to be around. Does he need help? Ooh. Yep, sure does. Is he an illustration of what the military does to people? Sure as fuck is. And like, I, I, it, it's sad. It's sad to see people in that condition after yeah. participating in this thing Ooh. that people hold them up for. They put them on pedestals for this shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they turn them into remorseless killers, and then they spend no time trying to turn them back. So, hey, don't get me wrong. I like Don't Tread on Me, the, you know, the Gadsden flag, but I really, really like Don't Tread on Others. Mm. Like, don't people realize that, you know, just because you say Don't Tread on Me, you're not eliminating the fact that you're not going to go tread on others. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. it's almost well, some people want to be tread on. Well, okay, tread on me voluntarily only, right? But, like, no, I, I, I get what you're saying, Joe, personally, because in order for me to be free, right? Uh, again, I've been talking about reasons that I'm here in New Hampshire. In order for me to be free, this is one of them, uh, I realize that my freedom directly depends on everybody else's freedom. Everyone around yeah. you mean? Or? Yes. I cannot really be free until everybody else around me is also free. And in fact, yeah. I will never be free until everybody else is around me free. So in my personal life, my personal interactions, I try. I fail because I'm human. But I try to allow people to be as free as I want them to allow me to be. Thank you. I dig it. And you're right. So I get the don't tread on others because you have to think that way first before people yeah. will stop treading on you. Mm. And I want to I want to uh, also quote John Cannell on that. Um, and uh, rest in peace, John. Um, he had that big dove in his parking lot over in, in Grafton at the Peaceful Assembly Church, and um, I really kind of took that as a big inspiration in my life to don't tread on others. But you know, fuck Don Bulldog. I'm just kidding. I didn't tread on him. <laughs> No, you didn't actually. The video shows very specifically that you did not. Mm-hmm. But in fact, if anybody yeah, you know was tread upon, crazy about that case, real quick. Yeah, and I'll let you go. Um, we try to hire a lawyer. We're not going anywhere. Well, actually, we're pretty close to the end of the program here tonight. So go ahead, Joe. Okay, real quick. Uh, Mark Randaza. I tried to hire him. He was also Alex Jones's lawyer. But I had suggest had people suggest to hire him. He actually spoke at Liberty Forum last year. Oh, nice. Anyways, long story short, he didn't actually even look at my case, and I he wanted a two thousand uh, dollar consultation fee, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, dude, all you need to do is watch like you know two minute video, right. and you're gonna have a really good opinion about it, and maybe you want to take me on pro bono, uh, you know. And he wrote a really really last nasty letter, and I was really kind about calling them about trying to review this video. I wasn't, I just said, you know, my friends are really smart, right? They all were filming at the time, but he, you guys should see uh, Mark Randaza on Twitter. See what he posted recently. He was like, oh my God, he did redact my name, but so, so it wouldn't be considered slander or, you know, him uh, revealing a private conversation. But uh, I revealed that it was me who wrote it to, and everyone can connect the dots, whatever. You got to see it. It's crazy. 
Mark Randazza. Well, for what, what it's worth, uh, if it's the same guy I was hearing, uh, quote unquote, defending Alex Jones in court, you don't fucking I want know. that guy. Oh God, no! He, did he an unbelievably he sent shit Alex Jones. He sent the entire contents of Alex Jones's phone to the pr- <laughs> to to the plaintiff, and then. He, there was a time when he could have clawed that back if he'd done it within the deadline. He thought nobody was going to notice, I guess, so he didn't file the paperwork to prevent them from using it. Oh God! Yeah, and um, like just I think they the, deliberately fucked him. Yeah, and just hearing the closing argument, like Jesus, dude, I wanted to, I wanted to find him guilty for fuck's sake, and I love free speech. Hmm. But seriously, like hey. you, you dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. So I wasn't really sure about him except for the fact that I look. I'm a. Um, I follow trends or I follow suggestions. Mm-hmm. That is my biggest. I find it very successful in life. Is that when someone suggests something to you, you take it. But I guess I had to look back at the chat <laughs> who suggested that. <laughs> For me to contact him. Joa, I bad. suggest you give me a hundred dollars. <laughs> if only uh, that way. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, Joe, we got to wrap things up, man. But thank you so All much right, for man. the call. We've we've enjoyed yeah, no having problem. you on the show. Please call again. Breaking yeah, the man. flaw over at YouTube and Odyssey. Uh, the man has a way with words when it comes to the man. We appreciate him. Um, Nobody Joe, final words. Have your people call my people. We'll do lunch. All right. Nobody, thank you for joining us remotely. We appreciate you, of course. I'm going to take everybody out with uh, a little musical number here. Uh, This is a a little ditty uh, by a person named Tom T-Bone Stankus and the Front Porch Rockers. It's the Existential Blues. What are you really into, huh? (laughs) Have a good night, everybody. The elusive butterfly has just tiptoed past my door. My buddy likes the Yankees. She says, hey, T-Bone, what's the score? And I say, well, Reggie got one and one and three, and 25 is six, two, four. Is the left wing really pinko? Colonel Sanders, what a bore. You ask so many questions. What answer should I choose? Is the schizoid paranoia or just existential blues? The amenities of life have been chasing my soul, and my mind is transcendental, and I'm losing all control, and I'm sinking in the quagmire of illusions and thoreau. I cry out, my name is T-Bone, as a hound dog digs a hole. You ask so many questions, what answer should I choose? Is this Plato's heebie-jeebies or just existential blues? Existential blues, my blue suede existential blues. I was on a quest 
Tired body off a little rest area, and lo and behold, a little field, a little red flowers out there, and it <laughs> smells so good. <laughs> I was getting pretty tired, and it smells so good. And I, well, I'll just stretch out in this little field of puppy, 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 puppy. <laughs> hey, what a strange dream, man, you know. Little flowers that smell awfully good, and I was very tired, and the old wizard's just gonna have to wait, man, because I'm just gonna stretch out again in this little field of puppy, puppy, puppy. <laughs> Oh God, Along came this old man in a green Eldorado too, screeched to a halt. A little short man with a big red nose, toking a bottle of Yukon Jack, strolled up to me and said, Hey son, I said, Old man, don't bother me, Bobby. He said, T-Bone. I said, Wait a minute, this man knows my name. He must be the wizard. You must be the wizard. The Wizard of Oz Why have you come to haunt me? The Wizard of Oz I said the Wizard of Wise When I had been on a quest To dream the impossible dream Walk down the road with a dude I did And I said, we We had a lot of kids A lot of kids little bit, I've been through hell. He said, hey, son, slow down, relax. I said, but Wizard of Wiser, and I've come so far to find the truth of life. He says, hey, son, slow down, relax. He said, to tell you the truth, son. I said, Wizard, that's what I've come to find is the truth. He says, no, 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 son, you got me all wrong. <laughs> to tell you the truth, son, uh, how can I tell you this? Uh, I've been in this field of poppies a long time myself, and I've come to find, son, that the only truth in life is right here in this bottle. I said, wizard. He said, no, truly, son. In fact, I'd rather have this bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. How profound is it? Some girl with 
psychic powers. She said, T-Bone, what's your sign? I blink and answer neon. I thought I'd blow her mind. She's reading Moby Dick by some fruitcake named Herman. She's chomping on an aquash. Was the just really joining? You asked so many questions. What answers should I choose? Is this really Bill Montana or just existential blues? Really Bill Montana? Is this plain or ZBGBs? Is this Gibson paranoia?